Tune in to the Neil Prendeville Show weekdays from 9 a.m. on Cork's Red FM. A breaking story from uh, the examiner yesterday, of course, was picked up and there's been quite a lot of developments on it, particularly this morning. I'll come to that in a moment, paper-wise. But uh, a lot of it is weather-related also, where we had uh, 27 millimetres of rain wreaking havoc in Cork over the past couple of days. Storm Ellen dominates the papers as well because they're talking about um, huge amounts of money uh, for cleanup, particularly in Skibbereen. It's the front page in the Echo this morning. Cleanup continues. Michal Martin sympathising with the people of Skib and then off for a round of playing the drums down in Mahan. Um, he actually looks somebody out of a kind of a punk rock or a heavy metal band behind the drums with a mask on. Um, but they never refuse a photo op, do they? Or a golf invitation, for that matter. He sympathizes with the people of Skib. Uh, was a record breaker. And there's anger down there now because of the uh, lack of flood defenses. They are saying that uh, a simple cul- culvert could have made all of the difference with regards to the flooding. Um, the papers also this morning talk about uh, Dara Kaliri. Um They're ploughing through agriculture ministers, aren't they? But, um, you know, pardon the pun. Problems on the 19th hole, I suppose. Somebody had a bogey. Now, the papers this morning are somewhat behind the eight ball. Calorie admits to breaching health guidelines at the front page from the examiner. It's their story. Ethan Moore and Paul Hosford, I'll talk to him um, shortly. But um, they were saying things like that his political future is in jeopardy. Well, we know this morning that Dara Kaliri has now uh, resigned. Bogeyman is the front page from the Mirror. Um, we're not just talking about uh, um, the Agriculture Minister, Dara Kaliri, incidentally, who apologised unreservedly. We're also, also talking about the EU Commissioner, Phil Hogan. We're also talking about a judge, the broadcaster, um, uh, Sean O'Rourke, uh, and indeed the Senator and last count Corla of the Shannad, uh, Jerry Bottomer. Now, he could be in a bit of grief with... Leo Varadkar because Michal has bounced now on this so Leo is going to do something um, and I wonder would that be sacking Jerry Bottomer as last count caller of the Shannon? Um it's my understanding that Derek O'Leary and um, Michal Martin spoke three times twice yesterday once in the day once last night and again first thing this morning and I imagine this morning's conversation between Derek O'Leary and Michal Martin was something along the lines of Resign or I'm going to have to sack you. COVID 19th hole is a front page from the Sun today. Party blooper from the Star, as in P A R T E E. Calorie uh, four gets new rules 24 hours after they came in. Like what's interesting about this is the response from the hotel uh, regarding this uh, this golf dinner, and I'll have more about that in a few minutes' time. The EU Commissioner, Phil Hogan, was at the golf dinner as well. Although he has said, I did read this morning, that he said that he did follow protocols with regards to quarantining and isolating after he came back from Europe. The mail this morning says, I'm sorry, Minister, at the golf dinner. He says, I'm sorry, um, Michal Martin's government has been dealt another body blow uh, in direct contravention of the new coronavirus safety restrictions. I know that people find them confusing, uh, but that was probably one of the more straightforward rules, wasn't it? I, I believe that that gathering even uh, broke the old um, the old rules that were in place for indoor and outdoor gatherings. So more on that in a few minutes' time. Your thoughts on it are welcome. But there were schools reopening. Another U-turn, right? Another U-turn. School buses were supposed to be allowed full of students. Now the government is saying, sorry, no, actually, we just want the buses 50% full. How is that going to play out in rural Ireland? Like what they should be doing is getting every school now at this stage and giving them a blank check to get onto every single coach company whose coaches are parked up and to contract them. 
So schools will reopen um, nationwide next week, but there's a bit of confusion as to how they're going to get there if, for instance... Um, you know, the school buses can only be 50% full. Um, the Taoiseach Michal Martin uh, was pretty much doorstep done in Skib by a Dublin teacher who said that it was criminal to reopen the schools. And he actually, you know, I know everybody says she gave him a right old dusting down. She did actually. But the only thing about it is she didn't give him an opportunity to respond at all. I mean, I saw the audio and watched, watched the video and he couldn't get a word in edgeways on that one. School pupils face packed buses despite the new advice is the independent story. And because of COVID-19, there's been a 43% increase in domestic violence calls to helplines like Women's Aid. That's a story from the Echo this morning. There is a slight chink of light uh, with regards to uh, places that people can and can't go on holidays in the UK, because you can go on holidays and you won't get grief like you'll get grief here. And they've just put Portugal back on the safe travel list for them. And in the first time in 14 years, somebody has won who wants to be a millionaire. Uh, a brainy contestant apparently answered all 15 questions correctly. It's only the sixth time uh, that anybody has scooped the top prize. Uh, so that's the first one in 14 years. There are other kind of money-winning related stories because Bally Desmond, uh, the village or the town that um, gave birth and reared Brenda Dennehy, has had a Lotto Plus winner of 250 grand. Maybe Brenda Dennehy won it. Maybe she got herself a quick pick when she was up home visiting the folks. We are just under 5 million now, population-wise. Just under it. 4.98 million residents living in the country in April. So sooner or later, we'll hit another 100 or 200 population and we'll be back at 5 million. That's been a long, long time. And from yesterday's program, we were talking about harassment, Uh, trolling, defamation and stalking online, particularly from hate sites. The first social media influencer now has decided to take a high court action. She is going to try and find out the names of the persons behind the posts to stop them and to sue them. And this is Lisa McGowan who runs Lisa's Lust List, a website. She claims in her high court papers this morning that she and her members of her family have been subject to online bullying, trolling harassment from anonymous posters. She said some of the posts falsely accused her of being involved in criminal and fraudulent behavior. And she's had enough of the abuse of harass and harassment of her and her family. And she's gone to the high court. So that'll be an interesting one uh, to follow. That landmark monkey tree that I told you about yesterday morning on the program that came down in Storm Ellen. It was planted around about 1810 um, by the Crawford family because all that area was part of the of the uh, Lakelands estate. Apparently now it's going to be replaced, which is nice. And I believe that uh, Mahan Credit Union, I read somewhere, have come up and said that they will fund uh, whatever it costs to replace it with a brand new monkey tree. Mind you, it would take over 200 years to go back to grow back to the beauty of the one that fell in Storm Ellen. The Neil Prenderville Show. With Tesco. Save time and shop online. Simply log on to tesco.ie. Lines are open at one 106 Before I do another thing, dot another I or cross another T, I want to wish a very, very happy birthday to Jane Horgan. Very special lady, 100 years old today. What a fantastic achievement, 100 years old. Happy birthday, Jane, uh, from all of us, but more importantly, from your daughter, Mary, your son-in-law, Mike. I know both of them well, although I haven't seen them in many years. Your grandchildren, Neve and Cloda. Their partners, Andy and Mossy, and all your grandchildren, Aoife, Cara and Aaron. So, Jane, I know that you live in Lissadell with Mary and with Mike. 
You're originally a Kinsale lass, and I'm sure you'll be well well remembered down in Kinsale as well. So happy birthday to you. Hope you have a terrific day today, even under the circumstances of which we are. And there's a typical example, a 100-year-old uh, lady, Jane Horgan, who will follow guidelines and restrictions for birthday parties and family gatherings, unlike others. So happy birthday, Jane, from all of the family and I, of all of Cork as well. Another centurion uh, here on our centenarian, I should say, here on Lee side. Okay, lines are open one eight fifty one on four one oh six. We know that Derek Derek Leary apologized for attending the golf function. The heat got too hot from and he resigned this morning. Big response to that online. Um, got an awful lot of calls just to recap actually as to what we do know of the uh, limits for indoor and outdoor. All outdoor events limited to fifteen people. All indoor events limited to six people down from 50. The only exception to that is a wedding. I don't believe that anybody got married uh, at that golf function. Yeah. Um, And any indoor event, six people, six. Now, Pat Phelan this morning tweeted um, directly to Jerry Bottomer. He says, for years, my dad has walked the streets of Balafihan for you and for Fianna Gael. I have consistently listened to how different you are and how good a man you are from my dad. You're not, Jerry. You're a thundering disgrace. You should be ashamed of yourself. Uh, Fenton Walsh tweeted this morning, Imagine dying alone in an isolation room surrounded by strangers in overalls, unable to say goodbye to people to whom you've loved all of your life. And in some other part of the country at the same time, there's a golfing dinner for the political elite who are telling you to limit your uh, social uh, gatherings. Bernie says, will Mihal Martin give the Gardaí special powers to arrest the people at that golf event or is it just the little people inside their homes that he wants to target? Says Bernie by text to 0868104106. To the phone lines we go, uh, make the frick, make good morning. Hi Neil, how's it going? Thanks mate? for holding there, I just wanted to kind of set the scene, go ahead. No problem. Neil, it's a disgrace. I sent their text earlier and they're like, you know what I mean? But should they show no disregard? I want people then to put on masks everywhere and yet they can attend stuff after being advised not to have functions, you know what I mean? So obviously there's one not for them and one not for the rest of us. But Neil, they seem to have an attraction with Galway, like to the Galway tent the last time. Maybe that was after blown away, maybe that they couldn't meet in that. Yeah, well, the Galway tent was primarily Fianna Fáil. There was people yeah, from well, all different parties. The only people that I think that weren't there was any member of Sinn Féin. Maybe the Shinners don't play golf. I don't know. No, no, I don't think so. No, no, no. I don't think so. No. Well, yeah, we, we play a bit. like, But that's beside the point. But so there's not much difference between Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael who could have been in the Galway tent. You, you, would, know, th- so you, you, you would think you would think that, say, for instance... Jerry Bottomer would walk into that event, see 80 people at it and say, oh my God, I have to get out of here rather than actually continue in and to sit down at a table um, where, and some of those tables actually had eight and nine people sitting at them. So yeah. even, the, even the table arrangement broke the, 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 the regulations. But neither should be all left to resign, including Big Phil as well as he's known. Like, he should be told to resign as well. They should be all sacked. Big Phil... Got a handy job ruined here, got rid of all the town councils, took that away from the people, and then he gets a big job in Europe, so he should be you gone. Think that may, you, I think you believe that they don't, they don't know how to count, is it? 
I think so. Yeah. Needless to what Sesame Street is, I said, there, you know, there used to be a fellow on there, the count. I think he was on Sesame Street, the one of them. That's right. So, like, and it, at the one, moment, it like, two, three, four. I do, I love the count. They never watched that, I'd say. That's what happened to myself. And you're running the country, then you were in my trouble if they're running the country. Well, that on top of the man who had the position before uh, Derek O'Leary, of course, uh, Barry Cowan. And then also, yeah. then also you had Stephen Donnelly, the health minister, yeah. um, equating COVID-19 to bouncing on a trampoline. Are you aware of that? Oh, yeah, I am. Yeah, but should uh, Neil Stephen Donnelly criticised Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael for years. He was hopping on when he was beyond it on the telly there like every night but the best way is to drag him into the party then and keep him quiet so that's what they've done Okay this, the, the the storm has kind of abated now to some extent because Dara Kaliri has resigned No it shouldn't have been the government should they should be back in the trial and get rid of the lot of them that attended the thing but they attended uh, so, Galva So you're talking about politicians judges um, yeah, exactly. Phil Hogan in Europe um, Sean O'Rourke, the broadcaster, was there, but he's he's retired. He 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 thought yeah. that he he thought that the protocols had been met by the hotel. That's what he said. Oh, Lord of God! So that they don't know, so that still in trouble. You know what I mean? Everyone knows the protocols. Need so by now, you know. All right, appreciate you taking the call. Much obliged. Hey, thanks very much. Have a good day today. Actually, just as as a by the way, because you know I, I had intended to do this anyway this morning, and then of course the Derek Leary stuff bust. But this was Stephen Donnelly going on about COVID and. You know, backing himself into a right caller. You know, you've heard the term mansplaining. I hate that term. They have a new one now called minsplaining, which is when ministers uh, just dig a hole and keep on digging. This was on Virgin Media News. We worry about our children going back to school uh, when there's no COVID. Of course we worry about our children going back to school. No, no question about it. We, we manage risk in our lives every time we get into a car. You know, driving a car is an inherently risky thing to do. So we have seatbelts and we have rules of the road and we have all of these things. Um, playing sports is an inherently risky thing to do. You know, um, our children being on trampolines is an inherently risky thing for them to be But are we comparing that, doing. Minister, to a global pandemic, to a virus that kills people? It's not the same as playing sports, really, is it? You no, know, well, driving cars... People die in the roads. Lots of people die in the roads. Like uh, the risk is much higher, though, and we're aware of that, are we not? When it comes to the virus, well, the, the risk is not necessarily much higher. This is about recognizing that there are there are things we do in life which are inherently uh, carry a risk, and we've got to manage that risk. And unfortunately, uh, until we have a, a vaccine widely distributed for COVID nineteen. Uh, that is the case. That's what the measures are about. They're about saying, let's move now. Let's not wait till community transmission goes up and up. Let's move now to do what we know will work to reduce community transmission so that the schools can reopen. It's a pretty astonishing thing that he says that there's no huge difference in risk between COVID-19 and, uh, you know, driving a car. More importantly, uh, that uh, you can you know, now, I'm told, get COVID-19 bouncing on a trampoline. I mean, it was pretty, pretty freaky stuff. Uh, hi, working here in the hospital kitchen, doing my job, as we've all been asked to do, so I can't come on air, but I'm absolutely raging over our government with their rules. And they're the ones that break them. They stop us from going to sporting events. Three of them should go. Hogan, Bottomer, and, of course, Derek Kaliri, and more as well. 
uh, says Willie. Well, clear. That's I don't know. You know, one down. Is it one down, two to go? Can I say that in spite of numerous attempts to talk to Jerry Buttermore this morning by text, um, by reaching out on social media, and by phoning him, um, I haven't had any success, and the lads haven't either. His phone to the best of my knowledge, is switched off. Now, if he does come back to me, and I hope that he does, and we can talk it through and perhaps draw a line under it, um, I will uh, update and come back to you on it and hopefully get him on air. But at this point in time, uh, since early this morning and indeed last night, his phone has been turned off. Back to the phone lines we go. Sue, good morning. Sue Mary. My apologies. Let me get my line sorted. Sue, can you hear me now? I can indeed, yes. Okay. What do you make of this now, in, in spite of the fact that the update is Dara Kaliri has quit? It's the, the absolute arrogance of the politicians um, to go to have a liquid lunch or whatever they'd like to call it. I'm a Montessori school owner and we opened on the 29th of June. We have all the precautions in place. The poor parents can't come in with their children um, into our setting because we're abiding so stringently by the regulations. And yet 82 politicians can go off and have a party for themselves. There are family funerals people can't attend. And, I mean, the smallest of small children, we're, we're here, we're trying to introduce them to a safe environment, keep them safe, hand sanitizing, wearing visors at the door. You know, and not more than six people can gather in a house. And yet 82 politicians, because of their arrogance, gather together to have some type of a celebration. And albeit in the name of celebrating or a tribute to some uh, politician that has passed away. It's not good enough. What kind of message is that sending to our young people, to our families that we, I mean, we prepared parent packs for ours. We explained all the reasons why they shouldn't come in to protect their children. We know these families very well. We know they're abiding by the rules. And yes, there they go. And it's, I mean, it's like throwing a bucket of cold water over all of our heads. I mean, what were they thinking like when they saw all of those people gathered in a hotel, milling around the lobby? They, they claimed that the room was partitioned into two parts, but... Even, even at oh, listen, that, we're here. We're here with pay pods. I mean, we have doubled our staff. You know, in in light of protecting the children that are attending our services, in light of protecting our staff, we won't even allow our staff to cross across two rooms. You know, and I mean, we're socially distancing the staff. The children can socially distance, and yet you can have eighty-two people having dinner. It it just is. It's sending the wrong message. What about all the the message? I have six of my own children, aging between eighteen and twenty-eight. And I'm instilling in them the social responsibility that they have to our family, to their greater community, to their own friends. Even our staff here in our staff meetings, I'm saying, keep yourselves clean, as in as COVID-free as possible. I'm going into only a local shop. I even do my shopping online and dropped outside the door to minimise the contact and exposure to COVID. Now, we're in Kerry, thank God, and I know you're in Cork, but we follow your radio station. So... um, it's, but it's just that I suppose we all are working so hard in our local communities and then that's two fingers up to all of us. And you know, it, it really is. 82 people going out for a golf dinner, oh for God's sake. But, and, and then people trying to attend funerals or bury loved ones with restrictions. Absolutely. There were two of my, there were two of my own uh, mum's first cousins passed away. They're, at that time, there were only 10, 10 people um, allowed to attend. My, the manager in my setting, we were working together 21 years. I'm the owner and she joined me the year that we opened. And her uncle died on the day of the COVID lockdown. They were not able to attend the funeral. You know, and I mean, think about it. As Irish people, we are, we are very big on ritual and tradition. And it's a huge part of our grieving process to do the shake hands and all the rest. And I mean, even as people, we're very tactile. 
And we can't do that and we abide by it. You know, you couldn't even go to mass, for example. And um, then you can, but you can go to a golf dinner. So it's, it's as silly as having the, the pint and the nine euro sandwich. You know, so you're exempt because you're a politician or you're exempt because you're eating a sandwich. It's ridiculous. You know, I mean, there has to be a rule and it has to be consistent and the message has to be consistent. So, okay, what's the expectation that if you're a politician or if you, like I mean, even coming from Brussels, my husband works for a company abroad and when he came home from Chile, he had he quarantined out in the country for two weeks away from us. Yeah, I, I can't say with any amount of certainty about the fact that Phil Hogan did say or somebody on his behalf said that he did follow the quarantining protocols when he came back from Brussels, so we can only assume that he was Yeah, but, but that's just the whole, out of the circulation. whole of it, the whole message. And I mean, it's diluting There's it. a Supreme Court judge was at that as well. Uh, but it's it's just so disrespectful to the whole population. Okay. And I mean, it's sending mis- mixed messages because I mean, don't our young people now have have that as an example of uh, flouting the rules? Well, they they got a right they got a right bit of grief. Um, those people that went to the Berlin um, brunch, um, they got fair, fairly hammered, hammered, and there was only fifty of them. Yes, absolutely. But I mean, in our in our setting, we cater for fifty children. We've now, as I said, we've doubled our staff to protect the children, okay. to protect our staff. You're doing the right thing. Yeah, yeah, you're and, following. And the pods, but I just think it's, it's terrible. And I think, and I mean, I'm not politically minded at all, but I think just as, as, a, as a group, two people, whether they're politicians or otherwise, but worse because they're in the public eye, I think it's, it's terrible. Okay. And, I mean, it's, it's just, it's also dangerous. It'll be very interesting to see what the COVID stats will be. Um, if they get tested and if they're going to be released under freedom of information. Okay, I'll keep moving. Thank you, thank you, Sue Mary. Much obliged. Now, Derek Leary last night said, uh, I attended a function I committed a number of weeks ago. I committed to doing it a number of weeks ago to pay tribute to a person I respected. In light of the updated public health guidelines, this week I should not have attended. I wish to apologise. Jerry Bottomer said, I attended an event at the Station House Hotel in Connemara last night. This would have been... Um, the night before last. In light of the updated public health advice, I should not have attended. I apologise for this. In doing so, I am mindful of the tremendous effort made by everybody since March to try and beat this virus, flattening the curve, adhering to public health and advice. This was a lapse of judgment on my part, for which I sincerely apologise. Uh, John, should we accept the apology from Jerry Bottom and move on? Well, let's be honest, Neil. Right, good morning. Uh, this has gone away past apologies. Right? At least Stella Killary had the decency to resign. Right, what a dog's dinner this has been. First of all, he was passed over, and he was like a lunatic as he was. He made the scandal of Barry Cohn, and we all know what went on there. Just appointed, and then had to be dismissed. Right, then Dalla Killary steps into that role. No, Dalla Killary has attended a function which he shouldn't have. I know he's had to resign. This is the biggest dog's dinner and the worst political scandal, I said, since the foundation of the state. And the reason I'm saying that is... Why? Why is it the worst political scandal? There's been bigger scandals than that. Well, let's be honest, what people have had to go through here for the last couple of months, there's people, elderly people in this town, and they cocooned themselves, they locked themselves away because they thought the government needs to them that it was mandatory. They were afraid to come outside the door. I've met those people, and when those people we emerged after, they physically were after ageing. They've lost years of their life. 
And this is because they felt they were doing the right thing. This is a slap in the face to those people that worked all their life and paid taxes and built up this country. This is a slap in the face to the thousand people that died in nursing homes and care homes. This is a slap in the face to people that couldn't see their loved ones in nursing homes. And you go aside where my mother was buried in St. Finbar's graveyard and there's a sign up in the thing saying that there's only a dozen people per funeral. Now, how dare these people do that? And the, for what the Irish people have put up with and just what has come out in the last week, the new restrictions again, that you can only have so many people. And, and those restrictions were in place by uh, two or three days, actually. It's not as if, you know, they, they had just beaten the restrictions or anything. Um, I know that the room was split into two. There was, uh, you know, 45 in one room, then there was a partition, 36 in the other. Um, but, I mean... The Irish Hotels Federation said that because the Department of Tourism had not received any further guidance on the changes, um, that they believe the status quo remained in terms of the practices for hotels. I mean, that's a bizarre thing to say. What they're saying is, uh, what they're kind of saying is, yeah, we kind of heard them talking about it, but we got nothing in, we got no paperwork. Well, let's be honest, like, I mean, whatever the hotel uh, representatives come over with no need, like, let's park all that way. Let's deal with the... Well, why, why park it? I mean, the Irish Hotels Federation uh, told the hotel that the function was, was compliant if those attending were in two separate rooms. Sure, that's nonsense. Well, it's, you're right, it's complete nonsense. But to me, like, to be, like the people that attended are the problem. And they should not have. You have this fool, Don Lino, uh, who was on about trampolines. I mean, how, this is how to touch these people, Alec. I mean, why are we electing these people at Harnley? A man to come along and compare a trampoline with COVID-19 okay. and all the, the misery that that has brought okay. and is still bringing and will bring for many, many more months to come. Okay. I, I, I would call publicly now on the airwaves this morning for the man that... Every, toward everyone, he was going to be the next teacher from Cork. I would publicly ask Michal Martin to resign. As Jerry Bottomer should be gone. He should just walk away now. But Michal Martin has to resign. Okay, it? I'm going to leave it at that, John. The one reason for it is that Paul Hosfer is one of the two journalists, the examiner, him and Aoife Moore, who broke this story. And he's in big demand this morning. I don't want to lose my slot. Paul, good morning. Uh, let me just get... Okay, so move line. Sorry, Paul, you can hear me now? I can, of course. Thanks for taking the... Just before... I'll backtrack in a minute, but just right up to date, right now as we as we stand. Do, do you think that Micheál Martin said to Derek Leary this morning, uh, resign or I'll sack you? Well, what we understand is that Micheál Martin was furious, so was the word that was used by, by one source about the story. Whether or not she actually went to, to, to Derek Leary and, and told him to resign will probably come out later in the day. At the minute, there's no, uh, there's no indication that that was the case, but... What we do know is that Darius Leary was ready to do morning radio up until quarter past seven this morning and by quarter to eight he had resigned. So either something was said in his ear or he had a, a, a an upon mature reflection moment where he realised that his position probably was untenable. So I don't want to be fair to the guy then if we don't know, but maybe people would be a little bit happier if when politicians do these kind of things, they don't get an opportunity to resign, they just get sacked. Yeah, I think I think there's a I suppose there's a, there's a bit of stage management in a, in all political resignations, isn't there? Um, people are kind of afforded the grace of, of going out on their own terms, and okay. it's very it, it is at times a very Irish thing to kind of say to somebody, "Look, I let you walk, but so that you're not seen to be sacked," kind of thing. Can we rewind then? What was this event all about, and who was at it? So 
The event on Wednesday night was the 50th anniversary dinner for the Oireachtas Golf Society. Now, there's two golf societies within the Oireachtas. One that's kind of specifically for members, one that's more civil service, um, uh, the porters, uh, admin staff, secretarial assistants would, would play in that. But this was the, the Oireachtas members um, golf society. They had their 50th anniversary uh, dinner on Wednesday evening in Station House Hotel in, in Clifton in in County Galway, now the event was—I suppose the event was actually organised many, many weeks ago. Um, what we understand was that it was organised at a time when, the, if the, the roadmap had gone ahead, it would have been legal because on, on August 10th, indoor events were due to go up in terms of their their limit to 100 people, uh, and anyone involved in. in in the dinner has told us that that was the plan that they were booked it beyond the, the 10th of August so that by the time it got around to, or by the time the actual event came around they would be within the guidelines now the, we haven't been able to confirm exactly who was there what we do know is that the guest list included Derek Leary and his wife Siobhan we know that he attended Galway PD you know Grealish who's the, who's the chair of the of the Golf Society uh, Cork Senator Jerry Budimer Senator John Cummins Senator Paul Daly, Senator Niall Blaney, uh, former Fine Gael Senator Cot Keane, former Attorney General and newly appointed Supreme Court Judge Seamus Wolfe, the Head of Mission for the Moroccan Embassy, Lassen Maru, uh, former Labour Party Senator Lorraine Higgins, former Fine Gael Senator and TD for Sligo League from Jerry Reynolds, former Fine Gael Senator Tamela Henry, former Fianna Fáil TD, Anya Brady, and former Circuit Court Judge and Workers' Party TD, Pat Carton, and the European Commissioner, Neil Hogan, who is uh, also the former Environment Minister here in Ireland. Incidentally, the, the broadcaster, um, uh, Sean O'Rourke, was there. One would have thought that he would have been all over the legislation and the regulations and the guidance and the laws, but uh, you, you say that there was still 48 hours gap between the change. It didn't go to 100, it actually dropped down um, to 6. Yeah, so in, in theory, when, when this was booked, it, it would have been fine uh, when it was booked. Yeah, but, but there's been loads and loads booked. of cancellations of events. Exactly, and, 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 and since it's been booked, the, the roadmap has been delayed twice. So uh, the first time on the, on the 15th of July. So on the 15th of July, the people who organised this event should have got some kind of inkling that like this isn't going to be able to go ahead and anyone who had a, a wedding booked or anyone who had booked their I, I know some people who had their weddings booked for the first half of the summer but went for the second half because they were worried about they, they said if we get it beyond the August the 10th which is the original roadmap we'll be fine because we'll be able to have 100 and we'll, we'll, we'll work yeah. within those numbers but that never happened absolutely and, and on, on July 15th and, and then again later on July 31st when, when the roadmap was delayed again uh, lots of people booked it or cancelled their their events, cancelled their weddings, cancelled their their parties for you know August tenth and beyond. Because a lot of people, anyone with a bit of common sense, said, "Look, you're not going to be able to put a hundred people in, into a room." Now this this event had eighty two, and the the, the defence that the both the the hotel and the organisers have used is that there was a partition in the in the middle of the room. So technically, it was two rooms. But what we know is that the partition was open. And if the partition is open from, uh, from I suppose, from a viral spread point of view, but also from a, a logistical point of view, if you've got a partition in the middle of the, the room and it's open and people are walking in and out through that, that, that opening of the partition, and if, as we know, the, the tables are listed one to nine, that's one event. 
there's there's no way of being able to kind of say that that was two separate events. The, the speeches that happened in one room were relayed in another. There was a prize giving. Uh, people went from one room to another to, to give a speech. So we know for, you know, by all logic that that was one event. But even if it wasn't, you know, getting around the, the guidelines on a technicality 24 hours after the Taoiseach has asked people to limit their social contact, to limit their attendance at events, to, to not go to large-scale large events. Coming just days after the scenes that we saw in Dublin, in a Dublin bar, which prompted such comments. Yeah. It, 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 even if you manage to get around the, the guidelines on a technicality, for for an event using the Oireachtas seal, because of the, the seating plan you, you might have seen on social media has the seal of the Oireachtas on it, that's not good enough. It's incredible, actually. I mean, it couldn't have been clearer. No formal, informal gatherings, no parties, including hotels, six indoors from three families, and 15 outdoors. Derek Leary signed off on that legislation, actually. Yeah, and, the, and, the, and this is this is the thing. I mean, nobody can say at this point, we're, we're six months into this pandemic. We, the first restrictions were, were announced on the 14th of, of March. Nobody at this point can say that they weren't aware. Nobody can say that they, they don't understand. I know there are there are different bits of the, the guidelines and their implementation which is which is confusing people and they're the the guidelines announced on Tuesday are inconsistent in a lot of places. But everyone not knows this. what they are. Yeah. And, and everyone knows what the guideline is. And and people have been talking all summer about cancelling weddings, cancelling large scale events cancelling parties, holding christenings with six people in attendance, trying to trying to choose which family members can, you know, my own sister or my, my niece, before the, the guidelines came in, she had, she had her communion last week and the way my sister did it, she split it across two days so that both sides of her family could see my niece. You know, people are, are coming up with these different solutions to having their parties or having their events and for 80, 80 people including, you know, a Supreme Court judge, an EU commissioner, a minister, several senators, an independent TD, to, to get together and for not one person in the room to say, lads, we shouldn't be having this. Or, or somebody go in and say, I can't stay here and leave. I wonder if anybody did take a look around and say, I'm out of here. Yeah, nobody who's on the, the guest list has come to us to say that they... That they felt uncomfortable and left. And left, yeah. Well, Bernie suggests that these reg- regulations, rules and guidelines are just for the little people, those inside their homes where the Gardaí will be able to go in and break up their parties, but not for the political elite. And that's, that's the worry. Um, you know, at the, start of, um, uh, at the start of all of this, there was this well of, of kind of national resolve. And, there, you know, this, we're all in it together. And we weren't all in it together. Some people were, were more in it than others. Frontline workers, retail staff, they, they bore the brunt of, of the first restrictions. But there was this sense of communality. And as the summer's gone on, people have gotten a bit more catchy. And, and yeah. the, you know, the, the reopening has required that bit of balance and, and that bit of nuance. And some people have ended up more put out than others uh, if you had a holiday booked foreign that was that ended up being in a country that wasn't on the green list you might have felt a little bit more hard done by than somebody who was or if you're if you're a wet pub owner as opposed to a, a pub that serves food you know you were definitely balancing it but the, the real challenge going forward here is that you keep that public buy-in and the more that things like this happen the less likely it is that people will buy in to whatever restrictions because there's a good chance that by the end of the year we could be returned 
to the kind of lockdown that we saw in March. That's true. Yeah, that's it's actually and true on a number. Of, you're right. People people will see this and it will say, ah, oh, what's the point? Let's not bother. Following what what are the political what's the political fallout of this going to be? Like for instance, Sinn Fein. What are they saying about all of this in the wings? Yeah, well, I mean, we we spoke to a number of, of opposition uh, TDs uh, when we were getting the piece ready. Paul Murphy said to us that you know when when we laid out to him what had happened, he you know he said that it was exactly what what your listeners are saying. <clears throat> that this this smack what? of a uh, of a regime that you know only existed for regular people that it was, that it didn't apply that the rules didn't apply to the political classes. Uh, you know, the the thing is, uh, you know. If you look across, there were there were people from from Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael, Labour, um, the former Workers Party, Democratic Left. Um, but you know, I think I think that the parties that didn't have members there will feel fairly safe in calling for heads as the morning goes on. We yeah, but what will what will say, for instance, Leo Varadkar do with those from Fianna Gael? There was an awful lot of senators there, amongst them the last count call of the Shannon Cork's Jerry Buttimer. What, what's like, surely Leo Varadkar is going to have to follow and do something like Michal Martin did. Yeah, and one of the things, one of the things that's been pointed out to me is that uh, by, by a, Sinn Féin, a Sinn Féin TD is that after the Bobby Story funeral up in, up in Belfast, Leo Varadkar was quick to, to retweet a tweet by Jennifer Carroll McNeil, one of the TDs that asked how Mary Lou Macdonald could stand over uh, Sinn Féin members being in a crowded at a crowded funeral uh, in Belfast uh, maybe six weeks ago and you know Fianna Fáil or Sinn Féin TD texted that to me and said well how does Leo stand over this so it's, it's, the rest of the day is going to be interesting but you to have a cabinet announcement of the of the lifting or continuation it looks like it'll be a continuation in Kildare and the lifting of restrictions in, in Lucian office so we do have that briefing at some point this afternoon who We'd expect that the, the Taoiseach and the Taoiseach will be in attendance. So I would imagine most of the conversation will actually focus on this event on Wednesday night. Okay. Um, in the meantime, of course, I've been attempting to talk to Jerry Buttermer. You've had no luck in that regard on Lee's side. Yeah, yeah, and, and a couple of uh, a couple of other senators that have uh, senators and attendees that we've, we've been trying to make contact with. As we, as we continue down the day, I'm sure you'll see more on, on IrishExaminer.com. Okay, thank you so much for the update on that, Paul. Regards to you and indeed to Aoife Moore, who broke the story, Paul Hosford with the Irish Examiner. The update, of course, is Dara Kaleri has apologised, as did uh, Jerry Buttimer. Um, Dara Kaleri has now resigned, uh, but no word. I'm, I'm just particularly interested in Cork, really, with regards to a uh, Cork aspect to this story, and that would be Jerry Mortimer, but no no word yet. Uh, fuming, my parents' 50th wedding anniversary celebrations have been cancelled by the hotel due to the new guidelines. And you've all this going on, a law unto themselves, says Trina. That's an excellent point, actually, that if the hotel had gone to them and said, we cannot allow the event to proceed, we wouldn't be talking about this at all. But were they as much in confusion and in the dark as to the change in guidelines as the politicians and those that attended the dinner claim to be? Please let us, t- please tell us again how it is the young people causing the second wave with their house parties. How many young people were at this golfing event? Morning, my husband and I celebrated our 50th wedding anniversary in March of this year, but we had to cancel all planned celebrations. This week, my grandson had his 21st birthday and his mother had her 40th. A small planned joint party for both of them, just 30 people for next Saturday, has been cancelled due to the new regulations. So many other people have cancelled celebrations because of this pandemic, but not the carry-on at the golf dinner. One more ahead of the break. What a joke. They can't meet in the doll. 
Good point, Helen. They can't meet in the doll. But 82 of them can meet at a party indoors in a hotel in Clifton. Enough is enough. It's about time the people of Ireland got together uh, at this stage. Um, sorry, that's just left the screen there, guys. I can't read it. Oh, yeah. It's about time the people of Ireland get together and rebelled against this government, says Helen. How would you do that, I wonder? Back after the break. Text the Neil Prenderville Show now. 086-8104-106. Red FM. And people are, even on my Instagram page, on my Instagram this morning, Dermot says, this government is a joke. One rule for us, another for them. I couldn't go to a funeral last week, but them gob shites can have a golf party of 80. Sorry for having a rant in your Instagram. You're, fa- you're fine, pal. You're passionate about it. Um, it's interesting because somebody also did text me just to correct me on the trampoline issue regarding uh, Stephen Donnelly. Uh, Neil, you are so wrong. Driving a car is now probably more dangerous than COVID-19. And a child probably has a greater chance of being killed on a trampoline than COVID-19. You are so right in that regard. That's a very clever uh, and witty and also accurate text. And thank you for it. It's funny how that dinner could go on without guard interruption. And the government were coming in guns blazing when two weeks ago a protest was happening and it was held under the safety of public health guidelines. But six guarded cars and 15 cops turned up and dispersed the people at the protest. This is a disgrace. It's one rule for the big guys of the country and all of us little folk must obey the other rules. Why didn't the guards turn up at that event? Why didn't they walk in through the lobby, ask to see the manager? ask for reasons as to why this is going on. Or are they not allowed to do that until legislation passes in September? David says, Jerry, it's time to do the right thing for once and resign. It's the only way to save yourself and hold on to a small bit of respect. I hope you also will say sorry to all the frontline staff in hospitals. I hope none of the people you come into contact with will develop COVID-19 symptoms as you technically, Jerry, should be quarantining for 14 days now. And Aoife says, I'll go back to the phone lines then. Aoife says, a lapse of judgment, you say? Putting a red sock in the white wash is a lapse of judgment. This is just blatant disregard for the people of the country. Um, it's all right for one person to have a brain freeze, but over 80 people have a brain freeze all at the same time. Does anybody not look around the room and say... Sorry, guys, I can't stay here. This is all wrong. Get up and leave. Morris, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are things? I'm going to blast through calls, so you have your opportunity. Go for it. I was just wondering there that since Derek Leary is standing down, uh, will he carry over his ministerial pension? Yeah, that's a very good question. Something in the dark part of my brain tells me you have to be a minister for a certain period of time before the pension kicks in. Uh, would I be right in that regard? Well, maybe you, you will in the public sector... Uh, in the defence forces, that, that that's a fact. You must be in the job within a year to avail of the pension. You know. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, the same rule would apply to somebody who's a, a TD. I think you have to be a TD for a certain length of time before. But m- mind, I I don't know. You know. Right. They're they're so wanted- they're so shady. They could have boxed that one off without me knowing it. You know. Absolutely, and and, and on Jerry Butler then, like he's he's tweeting, saying that he should not have attended. You know, so why did he go, you know, when public health advice were telling people not to attend uh, functions with over 60 people, over 50 people? And, you know, it's just... He said, I should not have attended. I apologise yeah. for this. In yeah, doing so, I'm mindful of the efforts made by everybody. That's, that's this was, he says it was a lapse of judgment on my part, for which I sincerely apologise. Yeah, but that's closing the gate after the bullet bolted, like, you know? Yes, it, it is a matter of 72 hours after the event, yeah. 
Yeah, it's a slapable, and I, I think myself, it's a total disgrace for public figures to be, you know. Um, in that manner. What's frustrating for me is that, unfortunately, and I hope it, I hope it changes, and I do get to talk with them. Uh, unfortunately, now politicians have a, a fabulous tool by which to communicate and to, to apologize, and that's by just banging up a statement on Twitter and thinking that that's enough. I don't absolutely. believe it's enough. Do you believe it's enough? Uh, certainly not. No, after you're dead right, yeah, they think by just putting down a few words on on a piece of paper that that's it's all going to be covered over and they'll forget it within two days. Yeah, but do you think that maybe Leo Varadkar's having words with them and that's why Jerry Bottom was... Oh, without a doubt. Before the day is out, Jerry Bottom will be standing down. You believe that? I think so, yeah. He should do. Maybe, maybe, no. maybe not that, but perhaps uh, asked to resign. He is the last Cian Corla of the Shannon, which is, uh, you know, deputy well, chairman. I know, but nobody's talking about Phil Hogan. You know, is is uh, is Veracruz going to talk to Phil Hogan? That could be happening. That's what Paul Hosford at the Examiner is saying. That there will be a lot of conversations across the day on this. What does it tell us about the government? Uh, what does it tell us about, particularly Fianna Fáil, that just seem to go from one? calamitous event to the next it, it tells us that they're they're acting without thinking instead of thinking before acting yeah good point good point all right mm-hmm. That's it. appreciate that thank you lines open one eight fifty one zero four one zero six. text 0868 104 106 there is no point in apologies after this event to save your head Jerry Buttermer you knew what the rules were before you went there here we have the government telling the country then that only 50 people can gather indoors and they have over 50 at the limit. No, yeah, I know what you're saying, Eugene, but actually the indoor limit isn't 50 uh, and it wasn't for that. It was six. Uh, it would have been entirely different if it had been a restaurant setting, perhaps. You could have had 50 then all at different tables. But the rule indoors now uh, is six from three different families uh, and that's it. 15 outdoors. Uh, they are prosecuting Berlin D2, aren't they, for hosting an event? And at the same time, it's okay for politicians to gather for an even bigger event with no consequences whatsoever, says Irina. Where were the Guardi in this? Why isn't Michal Martin speaking about how appalling this is? He didn't hesitate to speak out for the pub in Dublin, being the bad guys. It looks like mere double standards and actions. Or is the virus so smart now that it doesn't actually target politicians. And that's from Irina. Keep your text coming. Text 0868104106. Graham, good morning. Morning, Neil. How are you getting I'm up? good, but I'm just going to jump in just a second. I take your call after 10 if you don't mind because I'm under course, pressure no for time. Appreciate it, man. Back after 10. The Neil Prenderville Show. With Tesco. Save time and shop online. Simply log on to tesco.ie. Jerry Bottomer on his Twitter page in the last few minutes has just put up a post. He says uh, it's a, a letter uh, or statement addressed to the Cahirlach of the Shannad. And he shared it on Twitter saying, It was an honour to be elected last Count Corla of the Shannad. But my attendance at a dinner event in Galway this week has compromised the government at this time, uh, at a time when people across every sector of Irish society are doing their best to keep all safe during this global pandemic. It was an unintended but serious lapse of judgment um, in attending the event. I should have not attended the dinner and I hereby tender my resignation as last Cahillach of Shannad Aaron to the Cahillach of the 26th Shannad I apologise unreservedly for my actions this week. For the last six months, this country has come and worked together to defeat COVID-19. And it's an ongoing battle 
and our collective societal response is an important is as important as our individual actions. Um, I wish everyone every success in this fight. Yours truly, Senator Jerry Bottomer. Um, so that is that an apology to people, or is it an apology to the Kihirlock and an apology to the Shannon? Which whichever way it is, it's a resignation as Lass Kihirlock of the Shannon. Um, no more, no more than that. But he admits to uh, again, like he did uh, overnight, serious lapse of judgment in attending this event. What, what's extraordinary about all of this, the more you think of it, is it was Mihal Martin that came out and said, "We are now at a critical moment," and he said this Monday. This is a critical moment. In fact, um, Stephen Donnelly said at the start of the week that we were at a tipping point. Now, it couldn't have been more clear than that. And on the basis of the critical moment that we were at, that's why we took these steps back, you know, and reversed uh, some of the some of the guidelines. So it was fairly obvious, the nose on your face, um, you know, that uh, we were in dangerous times because the teacher called it critical moments. But in spite of all of that. Uh, this dinner still went ahead. And it was the big talking point across the country all week long. Um, so, uh, sorry, Graham, uh, ran out of time. So, Jerry Bottomer has um, tendered his resignation as Las Corla, Las Cahirlock, sorry. Uh, is that enough? It's as much as we're going to get, because he's not going to resign as a senator. And no TD is going to resign as a TD for this. But every single politician who's in there, any office they hold, be it ministerial, be it in the Shannon, be it member of uh, an education committee or any other committee, anything above the basic of what they do. Look, let's be real. They're not resigning. They're being told, resign or you're going to get sacked. That's um, what's happening to all of them. Yeah. Um, I, don't be- I don't believe them that they're coming out altruistically. Oh, God, I, do- I was so terrible. I, I resigned. No. They- they've been told by their own party. I would imagine, and again, look, welcome to be correct on it, but I would imagine in the case of Jerry Bottom, he got off and have Ragger or, some, or Coveney or someone else and thought, look, jump or be pushed. Well, I would, lo- I would love to know, but uh, I have to say, unfortunately, it saddens me, they all too often hide behind statements on social media and think that that's good enough. I'm not so sure yeah. that it's good enough. I think... They won't the, give you an interview. Uh, well, uh, to, not, not just me, but... but any questions. Yeah. Or anyone, yeah. Um, it, seems, it seems to me that, you know... Just thinking about this, that just saying, okay, I'm going to resign as last Kian Korla, Kahirlik of the Shannon, is kind of like him kind of saying, I'll I'll throw them a sop or I'll I'll throw them a bit and they'll go away. So, you know, do you you think, is that your reading of it? And I think, and after, absolutely, and after Callery just doing it, oh, Fianna Fianna Fáil have done one, so Fianna Gael has. But there's lots Uh, of other senators for us. How can they expect us to be anything but cynical? But what happens with a senior judge now and what happens with all of the other senators Um, and there was an awful lot of them. I don't have the full list here, but there was 80 different people. Most of them politicians. I don't think any of them. I don't think any of them will have the strength of character to actually resign the position. Um, you, I'll apologise to any of them if they do. But they, at the very least, anything above what is the base level of their job, demote them straight away and ban them from ever going back to that. Sorry, no, but the idea that oh, we're all in this together, bollocks! They've been telling us this. Our, no, but they, they've been preaching this to us and preaching it from what we were interpreting as accurately. It's like okay, well, look, everyone's in this together. We've got to make sacrifices, small little things that are back in my own family. People have been far more severely affected than myself. But you know, I've got a three-year-old's birthday party in uh, ne- next weekend. It was, it was going to be split into two, and we were having an hour between it so we could sanitize the house, so we could have a couple of friends at one, family at the other. 
this friends one has been cancelled. The family one was go- has been, uh, uh, just been reduced to potentially cancelled. We have to wait and see. And now we hear they're up to this shit. They're all going to say. But do you think? Do you think the Michal Martin knew about this dinner? Like, is there any chance that he was aware of it? I don't know. He d- he didn't bring it up when I bumped into him yesterday. Well, did you meet him yesterday? Uh, Where'd you meet him? In Mahan, I was did, it? yeah. I uh, yeah, I was inside. I was inside in school. Um, I was just kind of prepping my class for when we're going back next week. Um, and I was kind of sitting in a sensory room when Michal Martin came around the corner. I'm like, ah, okay, hi. Um, and I spent quite a lot of time giving out about governments in relation to special classes, giving out about the government in relation to their plan for the reopening of schools, which is largely based on lies and fairy tales. Um, in that juncture, I'm like, look, I've met the man before uh, about a variety of different things. He's never been anything but forthright and upfront and you know, as a person. No issue with him. I'm like, okay, this isn't the appropriate time. What did you make? Okay, so, but, okay. my high horse. I'm thinking now I should have mounted my high horse. Well, what did you think of the teacher who doorstepped him um, in Skib and said it was criminal of the school's reopening? I agree with the, pla- the plan that e- even yesterday they announced the um, buses to school. All every, initial, initial plan, everybody's going to be on the buses. All right? They're just going to have the mask on them and they'll be on the buses. Yesterday they announced, right, so the buses are only 50% capacity. So where are all that double the amount of buses and double the amount of drivers who will all have to get Garda clearance, which takes a month or more to do? When's that all happening? By oh, next man, week? it's just chaos. It's nonsense. It? It's chaos. And this is a system that didn't work before COVID. So now they're suddenly going to double it and it's going to function. It's a lo- it's complete and utter tripe. That is not going to happen. Kids are not going to be able, uh, be able to get to school. They're talking about, oh, we have all these sub-teachers. They don't have, those sub-teachers are unicorns. They don't exist. And I won't, like, again, I could go on and on and on about the details inside that plan that are not true. Even um, Justin just Madigan, who's the uh, Minister for State for Special Education and Inclusion, um, released a statement uh, during the week saying... Um, that special education teachers cannot be used um, as sub-cover, even though the plan for government specifically says it in there, in black and white, to use special education teachers as sub-cover. She's contradicting the plan, and and it's almost as all parents will read that, go, oh, great, that's not happening. No, it is happening, because her statement has no bearing on the plan. It doesn't change anything in there. Norma Foley hasn't said anything about it, so it still happened. And she's all well, she was caught in the headlights when she was asked on Morning Ireland as 50% of the buses can only be used. How will everybody else get to school? She said that if, yeah. parents, want to, if parents want to drive their kids, the government will pay them. Exactly. How much? When? <laughs> per mile, I don't so know. I'm going to check who, who could and couldn't. If, the parent, if they were using buses, there's a reason those parents are using buses. Because they pro- quite possibly can't. Yeah, if, if I had a car, I wouldn't need a bus, Daw. Exactly. All right, okay. It's it's government fairy tales and just I would very much think at that at the, or I mean, um, until she, I don't know it was probably about eleven o'clock half eleven yesterday I'd be very surprised if he didn't know that and if I know that I wouldn't have been as um, I wouldn't have bit my tongue the way I did I okay. actually feel like a bit of a mug from having no 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 you feel, you, you can't talk about what you don't know I mean so we don't have that foresight but thanks Graham and hopefully we'll talk right. again when schools get going again and you can keep us up to date in Happy that regard. Day. Cheers, my friend. Okay, secondary school teacher, Graham. Paul, good morning. As of this morning, yeah, how are you? Uh, we yeah. still have go ahead. 300. Yeah, sorry, Paul, um, go ahead now. Yeah, yeah no problem. Just um, just making a comparison there. Um, last Saturday, we had the story breaking of um, Michael Cawley, who was the chairperson of Board Falta. Falta Ireland, yeah. He, yeah, and he followed the guidelines and went to a green country. Yes, he was phoned by uh, Catherine Martin and told, you know, either resign or be sacked. Even though he followed the guidelines, he was given a bad example. And here now we have, you know, members of the Oireachtas breaking the guidelines, 
And, you know, this morning you have Derek Kaleary coming out, resigning, and Jerry Bottomer resigning. But they're just trying to calm the storm. Well, when you say resigning, be very be very careful now. Um, one resigned yeah. his ministerial portfolio, stays yeah. on as a TD. The other resigned then as the last Cahirlach of the Shannon and stays on as a senator. That's right, Jess. Okay. Is so that what, enough? Yeah, but what I'm saying, like, I'm just making the comparison that to sit the bar last week with Michael Cawley saying he was given a bad example and he lost his position completely. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is that how are they going to then, uh, you know, cross the T's and dot the I's and say, we've, we've had enough now, we've had two resignations, calm the storm. What they're doing is that they're going to lose the people. This is the point that was being made, made earlier as well. They are going to lose the goodwill of the people. You know, you people who have lost the holidays, they've lost money, following the advice. And now we have the people who make the rules, a lot of them going into us and just breaching the, the guidelines on us. Mm, mm, mm. Do, you so think, do you think that, yeah. that it would have made an awful lot more better optics for the public if they'd been sacked as opposed to given the opportunity to fall on their sword? I think so, because like we had last week, it was, it's got fairly high coverage that Captain Martin told him he resigned or he'd be sacked. And people, respected, that people respected that of her, yeah? Yeah, they yeah. did, yeah. So okay. like, what the need is action, like from Michal Martin said last night when he found out he's just sacking him and he's sacking anyone in the position to say it, then he would gain back some credibility for it. It looks as if he's sitting back and waiting for them to do the right thing. Who knows? But they Who have knows? no honour now at this stage because of what they did. They okay. broke the guidelines and it should be fairly straightforward. Okay. You know, we have the GA, we have sporting stuff, they've all been reduced. We have people willing to be reduced. You need to get that cre- cre- credibility back and they need to give some action. They need to see to give some leadership in this and, I mean, that was know, that was just time. beyond dumb, wasn't it? That you could have restaurants, yeah. okay, they're reduced capacity, but you could have 50 people, or let's say as an example, in a, in a restaurant pub area without masks, pretty much a metre, metre and a half away from each other, eating for a couple of hours. But in, in, in a lot of the super stadiums that we have, soccer and GAA, you can't sit in a stadium. I mean, like yeah, and I can see where from the yeah. The thinking behind it is that you're trying to reduce the environments where the virus could spread, so you reduce the um, you know the ability of it. And the, no, but they're the, outdoors. The, they are, but they're outdoors. But what they're doing is it's just not giving it a chance to spread. And if that was the case, you'd, like, clo- you'd, you'd close all restaurants and gastropubs. Yeah, but what they're doing is that they're, like they're not. They're trying not to introduce more environments. They're trying to keep it as it is. Number of environments that we have at this stage and control it. If we open up more environments and open up more crowds, you're giving it more chance to spread. So what they're doing is trying to keep people on board and say, this is it. But they're not getting the message across properly. But you can go to a cinema, can't you? You can, sit, yeah. you can still sit in a bus, yep. but you can't That's go it. to an outdoor sporting event. Well, I think what they're saying in the outdoor sporting event, I think there's a Ronan Klin kind of... Um, he, he talked about there where people going into the event... Uh, half time and after the event that, that they congregate together and I think someone said that during the week as well as when when you're looking at the matches on TV and you see the 80 or 90 people at it they're all in one area instead of spreading right around the whole way because they want to talk about the match and they want to do it so again you're kind so, of so the, here we go again it's it's the people's yeah. own fault because they stood around chatting it's your own fault <laughs> we're taking yeah yeah but see like yeah, it's just to make the point like Michal Mark's coming down the road and did come down saying it's personal responsibility what happened to Wednesday night with flies in the face of that that's the thing with it good man yourself thank you for that Paul
uh, we did check, uh, and thank you for that comment. We did check with regards to pensions, uh, because somebody was asking me, does um, Derek O'Leary walk away with a pension? According to the uh, Irish Times, a TD who has also served at least two years as a minister receives a pension based on service as a TD plus a separate uh, pension based on service as a minister. So the answer to the question is, Derek Leary, does he get a pension? As, um, you know, does he now have a pension uh, that will kick in in time as a minister for agriculture? The answer to that is no. He would have had to have the job for two years. I hope that explains. Uh, back to the phone lines we go. Paul, good morning. Uh, he's not on four. Are you there, Paul? Brian, sorry, go ahead. Oh yeah, hi Neil. How Apologies. Are you doing? Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Do you yeah, want to have a, co- a comment? Now, the, uh, obviously, this is updated. <coughs> Jerry Buttermer has resigned as last Cahir Luck of the Shannon. Yeah, I think that's a bit misleading. I think that he, he's holding on to his position as a as a senator. Nobody wanted him as a TD, and and that's not being personal against the man. But he wasn't voting as a TD. Well, that's not TD. fair. Now, um, it's not that nobody wanted him as a TD. Enough well, people. Enough people didn't enough want people him. People didn't want him. Sorry, all right. He kind of scuttled into the to the Senate and and, and um, became uh or whatever. So when he's saying he's resigning, a lot of people, maybe some new or elderly people might, might, might be duped into thinking that he, he quit, but he's not quitting. He's far from quitting. I mean, there's some of us here who are, who are out of work at the moment because of COVID-19. We can't, we can't do what we're, what we're trained to do because of the uh, regulations, you know. So um, somebody, somebody that re- that unreservedly apologises as he has done on more than one occasion, unfortunately only on Twitter, which is kind of a safe place to do it, um, apologises twice and, and steps down from a lucrative position. That's not enough, no? Not as a public representative, I don't think, Neil. I mean, they're supposed to be setting examples. They're so you want him to resign as a senator? Uh, definitely, as, as any form of a public representative. You can't be um, part of a, any kind of an organisation that, that sets rules and then think it's okay. To well, Michael Cawley wasn't told to take a junior role in Fudge Ireland. He was told he had to go. Yeah, proper order. Yeah, yeah. I, and I think it should be across the board. I think if you're if you're part of an organisation that sets rules and establishes rules and and and, and break the rules, then it's obvious you should go. You know, that's what my a, opinion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And what about all of the rest? Some of them sitting senators. Some of them former TDs. Um, some of them actually. Well, one of them, uh, a senior judge, for instance. Can you sack a judge? Well. I don't know really, but I, I think it's just a very sensitive time for people at the moment. You know, people are very, very um, on edge at the moment. A lot of people are suffering um, financially and um, emotionally, physically and, and mentally as well. There's a TD at it. No, no, Grealish, the TD, yeah. No. When they see things like this, then I think it really um, makes them more irate, you know, and I think for, for common decency to prevail, I think they should just walk away from any sort of public representation. Okay, appreciate that. Much obliged. Right, Thank you for that. Thank you, Patrick. Thank you, Brian. By text, uh, like said, lapse, a lapse of judgment. Uh, no, I won't. I won't read out, Dan, what you call Jerry Buttermer, um, just out of decency. The hotel should be closed down for allowing this to happen. Uh, Deborah says, uh, Jerry's only apologising because uh, they were caught at this event. He knew it was wrong. He must have when he was at it. Um, he should be sacked. He's breaking the laws, the new laws of Ireland. Carrie says, uh, Derek Leary has resigned. The other Muppets should also do the same. Uh, I can't see Jerry resigning, though. Well, thank you. That text came in before he resigned his last Cahirlock seat. Uh, Bottomer knows what he has done. He must now do the right thing and resign from the Senate. 
Uh, all of them at that event should be fired. The people of Ireland have given up too much for guys like them to throw it back in their faces. Do as we say and not as we do. It's very bad form, to say the least, from the lot of them. And Sharon says, not good enough. An example should be made of all those that attended this in the hotel. You cannot have one rule for us and another rule for them. They should resign. It's astonishing that not one of the 80 there, to the best of my knowledge, left when they saw the numbers there, um, you know, um, kind of had a bit of a, a, a rethink and said, hang on a second, didn't all, of the, didn't all of the guidelines change on Monday? You know what I mean? Anyway, to line three we go. Patrick, good morning. Patrick. Hi, Neil. How are you? Sorry, I'm having trouble with phones this morning, but we're, we're getting through it. No okay. You? Okay, your thoughts. Basically, what it is, what I was, what I texted in there, yeah, was um, like, I can't figure out for the life of me, right, that this, this seems to be a cross-party event. Yeah, right. I mean, cross-party only in the sense that anyone from Sinn Féin um, is, was retired, you know? Right, okay, but what the point I'm trying to make to you is that we say, for, for example, you've got, uh, not Sinn Féin, but you've got uh, Fianna Gael, Labour, uh, Fianna Fáil, whatever, yeah? Now, these, are, these people are all members of a government, and there's nobody that's involved with Dara Caleri whatsoever that's an advisor to the government that would have told the Taoiseach's office, Michal Martin, that this event is going ahead. Or so more to the point that an advisor of a Minister for Agriculture wouldn't have a word in his ear and say... You can't go. You can't go to that, Dara. Yeah, but I mean, how is it that? Like, I mean, this has to be talked about. We say around whatever house that they're sitting in at the moment, which which we, you know, whichever wherever they're sitting in some hall or wherever they are. Well, they talk um, about this partition that split the room in two. Although Paul Hosford said the partition was open and people were walking in and out through it. No, what I mean is actually, we say, for example, where are they sitting now? Where's the government sitting? Don't know. Don't know. Well, they're on holidays. They're on holidays, right? Okay. But I mean, the thing about it, this is a cross-party event. So I mean, they all have plenty of staff. They all, the government have advisors, and between all of them, I can't believe that Leo Varadkar and Michal Martin did not know that this was happening. Yeah, I'm inclined to believe. I'm inclined to agree with you there. That um, you know, I, I mean, how the two leaders don't know what a big section of each of their parties are doing, and this this event is going ahead, and nobody's been in touch with the Taoiseach's office from the hotel confirming is this okay. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to believe. I mean, you've got a load, you've it's got not, a, it's not a kind of a Mickey Mouse get-together. Like, this is a big event. No, it's not. I mean, it's, it's like, I mean, these guys are from all... Like, I mean, you take Derek Cleary now, he has resigned, right? Like, I mean, how can somebody be so stupid that they can still get a 200,000 a year job and not have the sense to say, like, as you said, he had to sign off at a, at a cabinet meeting? I, I I agree. I mean, it, does, does it tell us a little bit more of the calibre of our public representatives? Well, I think that Leo and Michal Martin, I think, have a lot more to say, need to say a lot more about this rather than uh, plead, or oh, we'll blame the lads at the bottom and we have no responsibility at the top. In other words, they have no control over their power. Well, it'll be interesting to see which one of them gets ahead of the other. Who will be first to go public on it? Will it be Varadkar or will it be Martin? It's plain to see here anyway that Varadkar's thrown Martin under the bus since day one here. He's not, the Fianna Gael are not backing this Fianna Fáil government luck. Why do you say that? Because, I, I, like, I mean, Leo is out, he's speaking a lot more. I mean, he's made a number of comments over since this has happened. And I think, basically, he's just sitting back watching them making fools of themselves. Yeah, he did actually say that he was unhappy with the way Micheál Martin is doing business. I mean, that's yeah. an extraordinary comment to make. 
Yeah, from a leader, and he made a, I can't remember the other comment he made. No, it was a silly comment anyway. It was before one of the announcements were made again, and he was outside in the corridors, and he said that he didn't agree with it. Well. And then they, what you call Michal Martin went in and announced it, and he's outside telling other cabinet members he didn't agree with it. Yeah. But I mean, I mean that's throwing. But I mean these these guys to be, I can't, I just don't get it that they can actually say they did not know that this was happening. Okay, thanks for that, Martha. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you? Good. You're aware of the update now at this stage. Oh, dear me. Um, I have a question for you, but that I can't find out anywhere. It's about christenings, Neil. How many people are allowed allowed to attend a christening? Where, like, is it in the home? In a church. In a church, with no party, socially distanced, no party afterwards, everybody goes home. Is it only six people are allowed? Or are we now um, allowed to have as many as we like? Um, Can't find it out anywhere. Places of worship will be allowed to go ahead with events of 50 people as long as they maintain social distance. That would... Stage it somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I'm open to correction on this. So that would mean that 50 people could go to a christening in a church, socially distancing and all that kind of thing. But 50 people couldn't go back to the house. Only six could. You know what well, I mean? That's questionable now. But however, we have only 20 people anyway. Am know? I right about that with regards to a christening in a church? Uh, if anybody wants to correct me on it. So what's your own, what's your own situation? Have you a christening? Y- yes, and uh, 20 people. Where? Uh, in a church, no party, everybody goes home, socially distanced in the church. That's what we were worried about because we can't find it anywhere. Well, it doesn't state it. You can have 50 at a wedding, but it didn't say anything about a christening, you know? Yeah. Now, you also mentioned there with the, that lot who went up to for the golfing outing that some of them were retired Fine Gael people. That doesn't excuse them. I'm over 70. We've been cocooning since the beginning of March, you know? And you still, are you still... Are you still... Can I go out now and have a big party? And, and since Just March... I'm retired. And have, since March, have you been observing... Absolutely. A cocooning level? Yes, absolutely. Right, okay. It's only recently that I have been out to a shop. I have never been to a restaurant, a coffee shop, nothing. In fairness you know, to you, and that's... And these people go have a, a, a golf outing? It's just absolutely outrageous. Have you gone for a walk? Have you gone to Mass? No, no. So your first outing, if you like, will be the christening? My, well, I've been to the supermarket early in the morning. At your designated time. Um, exactly. 50 people... Wearing a mask all of the time. 50 people can go into a place of worship, so that would be Mass... Christening. But that's what I thought because me, Hall so, Martin, who made a complete dog's dinner of that um, uh, meeting the other night, um, he just went waffling, waffling. He said, oh, of course, I'm not stopping people going to Mass. You could have 500 people going to Mass. Uh, well, you won't have 50. Uh, that know, would be, it would be 50. But a christening to me would be no different to, say, for instance... Um, uh, families going to uh, a church for a confirmation or a communion. 50. Yeah, that, that's what we, we felt. Yeah. But, you so, know, um, I mean, when you hear about these people misbehaving, I mean, it's one rule for them and one rule for the rest of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, they all have to resign. Look, the, the guy who is in charge of Foyle to Aaron, 
he went to Italy, the green um, corridor, mm. and he had lost his job. That was as much to do. With, that was as much to do with the fact that he was the boss of Falja oh, Ireland, and we were encouraging course, people yeah. not to go overseas course, and you, holiday. When you home. think about it, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, they should all resign. A whole lot of them. Okay, thank you for that. Um, are you okay with the christening now? You can have Oh, your, yes, I'm yeah. going, and I'll say you said it. All right. <laughs> okay, <laughs> do, yeah, do tell the priest that I said it was okay. TJ, good morning. Hi, Neil. Just okay. two points there. Yeah. Um, the guards got new powers there last week, so I'm just wondering why the hotel What new ready. powers? What new powers? I don't know. It was on the RT6 news. No, there you see, that, you know those powers... They have to be. They have to go through legislation, and that's not going to happen until at least the middle of September. So nothing's changed with regards to the copperoonies. Well, they said that if people are having a host party, that the guards have the right to come in. When legislation is passed for it, and that won't be until at least the middle of September. Um, right. So that's right. very con- that's very confusing. People they hear, oh yeah, the guards can come in now. Yeah, but it's not a law yet because the government isn't sitting. Grand. Another point there, you said, can the judge be fired? My question is, if that judge was sitting next week and there was a person brought in front of him for having a host party of 80 people, how would he um, sort that out when he was in a golf club with 80 people? That's right. That's the problem, you see. No, like if the, if the Garda had the new powers now, that would be a real problem for that judge because it would be... Contradictory. Well, powers, it would be contradictory in, to his own behaviour. in six weeks' time, and just someone from my house brought in, said this, I had a host party of 80 people. How, how can the judge hear that case? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you yeah. sack a well, judge? The one, the, well, the one thing I look at is I had a host party tonight with 80 people in it, and the guards call up here. They, think they, they say, oh, which is not from Gwanway or Granby. No, but that's why, well, they wouldn't be able to come in. That's the thing. That's why the problem is with, say, say pubs that serving drink but no food or you know they've got too many people in there there's very little the guards can do about it apart from object to their next license renewal you know yeah but I'm saying someone would contact the guards to say oh there's 80 people inside in the pub and the guards can go in and say this and say that yeah but like they can't close the pub Right, I don't know, I just think it's... No, but they, they can't, it's but they will, they will be able to do it when these the guards will be able to go in clear a pub, close it down, prosecute but not until at least the middle of September. Right, grand. Just one rule for one, one, one rule for the other. All right, my man, appreciate your call. Right. Thank you. Back after the break, one 850 Talk to Neil Prenderville now. 1851 Red FM. You betcha. There's an update to this story. It keeps on rolling. Um, apparently now uh, the Red FM newsroom tells me that the Guardi have confirmed that they are investigating... Uh, an event that was held in Galway on Wednesday night into alleged breaches of the Health Act. In a statement issued to Red FM News, the guards say that as this is an active investigation, they will not be making any further comment or confirming the identity of any individual premises or person. They say where potential breaches of the public health regulations are identified, a file is submitted to the Director of Public Health Prosecutions for direction as to how it uh, it should proceed. So under the Health Act, the guardie seem to have power to investigate events. They say it's an event in Galway. They don't identify the event, but clearly that is the event that they're investigating. Uh, um, I mean, it just gets more and more confusion, confusing because the legislation um, to allow the Gardaí to enter homes to break house, house parties won't be until uh, the government reconvenes 
Um, and you know, you think that it would happen faster. Like the journal was saying that under new regulations, the number of visitors at a house gathering is to be limited to six from three households. Um, sitting at a table together and also actually in a restaurant or a bar, six. Um, and it's clearly not enough to say that we need everyone to follow the guidelines. We all know that, uh, uh, this is according to Stephen Donnelly, we all know that there are more and more house parties happening. And nobody wants to be the guy that says stop the house parties, but the data is that house parties are causing a problem. It's causing the spread. No, I don't think so now at this stage. We can now tell that, you know, big parties on the 19th hole of Galway hotels are the ones that need to be honed in on. So we'll come back to that when I get more clarification on it. John, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you? I'm good. Um, so this just rolls um, on. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, there's a few things I want to bring up about this, whether it be as fast as I can. Um, people are forgetting that the staff who served in the hotel were never counted. So I reckon there was over 100 people at that thing, right? Because um, my son has an Irish dancing school, and he can only have no. He had to close his school on last week, last Thursday, Wednesday, and uh, he can only have five pupils plus himself, which is the maximum of six. Right? Um, he adhered to all the social distancing, the whole lot, and he's now penalised because of this new restrictions. He has these uh, senators, uh, ministers. All attended a, a, a gig at a hotel with an open um, divider between the two of them, which mm. means there was over a hundred people at that. Mm. Like, for instance, the wedding is fifty, including staff, isn't it? it, it yes, include you have to include the staff in everything you, you you do. You have to include. I mean, I do ushering at the, at the church, and we have to be included in the number that's allowed in the church. So, I, I, this hotel definitely needs to be something done with this hotel. It's all very well for the guardie to say they confirmed that they're investigating the event, but did they not know the guards in in Galway that the event was taking place and not go into it to to investigate investigate what could well have been, I'm not going to call it a crime, I don't know what they're investigating under, but, you know, that they, they they would know as it was happening. Exactly, because how is it that Phil Hogan attended that, right, did he isolate for 14 days before he went to that um, gig? I read did somewhere this morning did. that a spokesperson said that he did. Like, do you remember the video uh, yeah. that did the rounds out in Kilkenny where uh, two guards stood outside the door of a small little house and they, 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 they yeah. escorted over 60 young adults out of the house? Like, they yeah. broke, they broke yeah. that one up. Like, they told him they had to exactly. go. Exactly. Like, but it's, it's like it's I would love to have mean, seen. I would love to have seen somebody with a camera outside that hotel, as all of these senators and politicians and judges and everybody had to traipse out through the front door and somebody filming it. The mortification of it. Exactly, exactly. But I mean, again, again, they did not. Their morals are totally wrong because they did not um, look after the staff that had to look after them as well. So again, the figures were not 81 people. There was well over 100 because they could not have one server to serve the the, the whole 80 of them. 81 of them. Okay, good point. And, and again, and yeah. again, Neil, just just a quick one here about regarding the, the 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 children with the Irish dancing and with ballet and the whole lot. Right, they're all being penalised. They can go into, they'll be talked to you and be able to go into a class in school, right, next week or whatever it is. Yes, the talk to you of them cannot come out and come into a class of either dance, whatever they have, 
because they can only be five of them going to a class. It is totally, totally stupid in my view. In my view. And can I just ask you, thank you for making those points, can I just ask you, you know, with regards to yeah. churches and 50 people for, uh, yes. say, for instance, a wedding or a, or a mass, that's communions, yeah. christenings and confirmations as well, isn't it? it, it it's, I think it's communions are... Our confirmations are 50 as well, yes. Yeah, but and, what about Christmas? Yes. I think it's the same. I'm same 100% thing, yeah. Sure, it's a religious ceremony, right. so it'll be 50. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. Thanks for that. Thanks, Back to Liam. the phone Thank as we you. go. Bye. Liam, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for holding. What's on your mind? I just want to bring it, bring it to intention that Derek Leary and Jerry Bottomer said it was a serious error of judgment scored at event. Now, there was judges at this event. There's a call into question the judgments they've made through their, uh, their uh, career. Yeah, um, like, it's an interesting one as to whether a judge would resign or a judge could be sacked or would it be enough for the judge? Whether, whether they were resigning or sacked or whatever, what about all the decisions they made in their career, the, the cases they made judgment on? Uh, they, that's now has to be called into question. Yeah, I think there's a, lot to, there's a lot to unfold in this story just yet, you know. It's a bigger, it's a bigger situation than we realise. Michal Martin and Leo Varadkar must have known about it. If Phil Hogan was in Europe and he was told about it, they know about it. Even, even if they thought that 82, yeah, I don't know who did know and when, but even if they thought that 82 was permissible split between two rooms and a partition, there were still 10 people per table when all of the guidelines all along stated six. So why didn't any why didn't any of these characters sitting around tables say, "Hang on a second, we're, we're breaching the re- legislation that we're or the regulations that we're asking people to follow"? There's ten of us at this table, lads. Did nobody say it, that? It, it's absolutely crazy. Those are the people that we're supposed to be looking at to give us guidance. If that's what we're entitled to, God help us. All right, thanks for that. Back after the break, text 0868104106. Pick up the phone on 1850104106. Call the Neil Prenderville Show now, 1850104106. Red FM. Uh, the judge should resign. He took an oath not to break the law. He broke the law. He is corrupt. But is this a law at all? Uh, I work in the Everyman Theatre and have been, we've been closed since March 13th. We can now open. Uh, with just 50 in total in the building, which, as you can appreciate, isn't very viable. Then you have this leading politician, amongst others, at this dinner with 80-plus staff. It's a disgrace. Mentally, this has been an extremely tough time for both myself and all of my colleagues in the arts. This minister and other supposed leaders in our community continue to give us the two fingers time and time again. We don't know when the arts will ever get back to normal, but that's okay once they have a good old knees up. It's infuriating behaviour while others struggle, says Nathan Grange from the Everyman Theatre, which has been closed since uh, since March. Uh, apology not accepted, says Mary. It's not okay to say sorry after the fact he should not have went. Jerry Buttermer knew this himself. Is he going to claim more expenses for travelling up to Galway as well, like he did for travelling to the Shannad, to the Shannad when that was closed? Uh, Jerry is only saying he's sorry because he was caught. He knew damn well he shouldn't have attended this event. Um, Far the lot of them, says Christine. They were off parting in the country and the state that it's in now. It is a joke. Government is a disgrace and they closed down businesses that are now at the end of their tether from this virus. This new government uh, is a joke that's leading this country. Um, June says everybody at that shindig should now be self-isolating for two weeks. 
Jerry swanned off on an all-expenses-paid dinner. He only apologised because he got caught, yet he's happy that the older generation have to cut their time out and about. He's a joke, should be fired. He's one of the many that should actually be fired, says Brian. And those are a mix of texts to 0868104106 and also comments from our Facebook page. Uh, back to the phone lines we go. Sean, good morning. Uh, good morning, Neil. Okay, um, good, thank you. Uh, you've been following this since the off. You're aware of uh, Jerry Buttermer resigning as last count Corla, not as a senator, and you're aware of Dara Kaliri resigning as a minister, not a TD. Yes, I have, yeah. But yeah. You, you, want more, you want more heads to roll, do you? Oh, yeah, I think Michal Martin has to take a lot of responsibility here on this need. You know, he has dithered and dothered and, you know, he, actually I think he's the worst possible leader of the country that ever existed. On, on, what, no. ba- on what basis do you say that? Like, but he's only he had his had, feet under the table a few weeks. Like, he, he was weeks and weeks trying to negotiate this. Then he sacked uh, McSherry. No, Barry Cowan. Barry Cowan. Yeah. And then he hasn't... He has shown no leadership or stand-up. We're in the middle of a crisis here. And he hasn't shown any leadership or whatsoever. I mean, I'm amazed that the other people have been the fall. Jim O'Callaghan, Barry Cowan and Rabbit hasn't put down a motion here. Michal, your time is up. You're not, no. even giving him a, you're not even giving the man a chance, though. I mean, with regards but to... Neil, with, with he hasn't shown any leadership whatsoever as regards to... Actually, possibly the be, only the crisis we're in, I'd say the best thing the country could do is go, is go to the country for an election and put in a government... That it's going to last. This government is not going to last. Yeah, well, if you listen and, and observe the way Leo Varadkar is talking, you, you think that there's not much left in it, yeah, as soon as they get back in September. Because he's very unhappy with the, the way. But like Mial Martin did say to, to Barry Cohen, if you don't resign and do it now, I'll give you an hour, I'm going to sack you. Y- yeah. He possibly, he possibly said the very same to uh, Dara Kaliri. Um, he rang him this morning. The conversation was probably something along the lines yeah. of, you, you have an hour to uh, quit as a minister or I'll sack you. Yeah, it is all. I mean... No, I mean, is that, not, is that not leadership in your eyes, no? No, that okay. is not leadership. What is, what is shambles this is, right? You clearly, yeah. didn't, you clearly didn't vote Fianna Fáil then, no? Oh, I did. Well, did you? Fianna Fáil. Yeah, I did vote Fianna Fáil. But as long as Mihal Martin is the leader of Fianna Fáil, I won't be voting Fianna Fáil again. All right. Okay. Okay. Go to the country, you're saying, then? Yeah, I think so. It's time. It's time now to to uh, to go and uh, sort all this out because we're just skipping and skipping and skipping from day to how day. How would you have a ge- how would you have a general election without a campaign, without canvassing? Yeah. You see, exactly. how, but how would you? That's what I'm asking you. You well, how, you couldn't now. Well, not not at the present situation. Yeah. You couldn't. Not at the present. As things stand, no way. Maybe in, maybe October, November. You know. Okay. Don't thank you for like that. There's a, there's a cabinet meeting this morning. I'd say he's spitting fire at that. Thanks, Sean. John. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. Morning. What, do, what do you make a golf gate? Uh, well, I tell you now. I want to put my keep my eye on the. We ball. went from swing gate to golf gate. No, to a similarity. no. Yeah. The important thing here is that we have lost two ministers for agriculture in the past weeks, yeah. and there are very important talks on Brexit coming up soon. And we're going to be putting in a third minister now, somebody who hasn't a clue about the situation and 
think of the importance of agriculture and fisheries to this country. And we're going to be putting in a green horn now. But what politician has a clue about anything before they become well, a politician? The, 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 the former minister, Creed. What was it, Michael Creed? Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. He at least would be okay with the situation. I have no personal uh, reason for mentioning him, but at least he would be briefed, well briefed. We need someone at those talks who's well briefed on the situation. I'm more worried about that, really, than about all this petty talk about who did this and who was there and who was that. I know it's dreadful, but in the long term, that's what will matter, really, how this country fares under Brexit, you know. Well, it could be said that Derek O'Leary wasn't fit to be a minister if he couldn't follow direct guidelines that were given to everybody in the country. Why would you want him negotiating anything to do with Brexit? Well, might Might be a nice guy, like, but nice guys don't win the race. I know, Neil, but the point is that, um, like, even... If this had never happened, Darragh Cleary wouldn't have been very long in the post of Minister for Agriculture anyway to represent us at these talks that are coming up, you know. And I'm just thinking we need people who are effective as politicians. I don't mind about people's peccadillos, we're all human, but we need people who are effective. That's important. Okay. That's okay. very important. Thank you for that. Much obliged to you, John, and also to Sean. What the, the role of the hotel in this, I know I touched on it earlier on. Um, it, was, it was said at the time by the hotel that the event was booked a few months ago. The guidelines were going to change uh, from 50 up to 100, but they didn't change. So the hotel says, we spoke to the Oroctus Golf Society uh, and the Irish Hotel Federation, and we were told that as long as there was no more than 50 diners, it was safe. But what they failed to realize was, and this is me talking about, they failed to realize was when the guidelines that were supposed to go to 100 didn't go to 100, nor did they stay at 50. It became six. Yeah. But even if it had stayed at uh, 50, there was still more than 50. And even if they split the 80 into two separate rooms, well, one room with a partition, there were still 10 people and 8 and 9 sitting at the table. So no matter what way they try and peel this orange, um, it doesn't make any sense. Um, so poor judgment by more than just the attendees, I have to say. The hotel as well, the Irish Hotels Federation. And this, and there's a committee within the doll, the Oroctus Golf Society Committee. Do you think any of those would have said, come here, Les? Like, were you, were you not watching the news on Monday night, like, with regards to this? We had a baptism in North County Cork Church on July 25th. The priest advised 10 to attend, which was perfect. Parents, grandparents, and godparents. Um, thank you for that. It's a big question now is, did Michal know about the dinner? It's possible that he did, says Jerry. Don't know. I mean, undoubtedly he'd be asked that when he does take questions on it. Uh, it's quite simple. It's do as I say, not as I do. When was it any different with politicians? Thank you for that. Yes, they are totally wrong for attending the golf dinner. Welcome back to Michal Martin and his bunch of gangsters. They've caused chaos already. And to top, to top it off, they'll probably claim travel expenses for the dinner. My Uncle Pat will die in the next few days. He decided he wants to do it at home with his family. For us, his family, to visit and to say our final goodbyes, we have to ask his loving partner and grandchildren to leave the house so that we can see him. Every time one of us comes to visit, they have to leave and go outside in this weather. Is my uncle not as important as the people this event was held for, says Trevor in Mallow. Now, if that was 
If there was never another text, right, that drives the message and the, um, uh, you know, the inequality, uh, that text does it. My uncle Pat will die in the next few days. He wants to die at home with his family. For us, his family, to visit, to say our final goodbyes, his partner and family have to leave the house so that we can go in. I mean, that sums it all up, really, doesn't it? It really does. That's powerful. Get it off your chest. Call Neil Prenderville now. 1850-104-106. Red FM. And, of course, I was just thinking you had an awful lot more trees down as well because of the time of the year of Storm Ellen because the leaves are still on the trees and they... Uh, added the impetus of the wind on the tree and it knocked an awful lot more. You know, it's almost like autumn weather, really, as opposed to weather that we would normally associate with the month of, of August. But Irish weather, I suppose, is just changeable all of the time, isn't it? Um, thank you. With regards to the removal and the resignation of a judge, uh, this is what it states. A judge may be removed from office only for stated misbehavior or incapacity. And only if a joint resolution is adopted by both houses of the Oireachtas, the Dáil and the Shannon. After that resolution is approved, then the judge, the issue goes to the president and the judge, dis- the judge is dismissed by the president. Uh, but no judge has been remo- removed from office since the foundation of the state in 1922. Never. Uh, one wonders whether breaking COVID rules and regulations is misbehavior. And then, of course, the added confusion as to what's a rule and what's a recommendation? Yeah. So lines are open on that. One eight fifty one zero four one zero six. Can I say that much of what I had intended to do this morning now will be pushed back to Monday's program? And my apologies for that. Uh, not everything. I hope to finish on a, a, a light-hearted and, and happy story, but uh, much of everything else will be uh, on Monday. Um, I want to talk to a member of the Fine Gael party, uh, and amongst them, of course, uh, Councillor Des Cahill. He joins me by phone. Des, good morning. Morning, Neil. I, no, and I appreciate it's probably putting you in a difficult and uh, unenvious position because uh, Jerry Bottomer would be a, he's a former councillor, fellow colleague of yours, and you probably know him. But, yep. you know, since you spoke with, with my team earlier on this morning, he has resigned as Lask Cahirlach of the Shannad. Your thoughts on all of this mess? Well, I suppose one, anger uh, and astonishment, I suppose, similar to everyone else. I suppose I take I take a, a, my level of anger is probably because I, like many other councillors, get the brunt of a lot of what senior politicians do because we're the ones around. And you know, the comments that you're all the same, we're not. I don't think it's acceptable what happened yesterday or two days ago. And you know, resigning from a position really, I don't think the public see that as a resignation. They're still they're still holding their offices. Um. I get in trouble for it from the party point of view, but I think they should all go and go resign the senators. So you like would call would you that. would you would call on Jerry Bottomer to do more than throw a sop by resigning as last Cahirlock. He should resign his senator, senatorial seat. Not just Jerry, any elected member who attended that dinner should go. This isn't me versus Jerry or anything of that nature. Um, this is you know. There's a bar that we all have to hold to, and the bar is higher for publicly elected people, um, and that comes with us. I so, mean, I, you know, yeah. So saying, I'm not really annoyed because a lot of people up and down the country, elected to councils and so on and so forth. We do our best. People don't always agree with us, but we all do our best. 
we all do it for the betterment of our neighbourhood, yeah. our city, and this in our mind. And you're going to be savage. And I'm going this. to get lumped in with this now. And that's why my phone is going on and on this morning, and my messaging and all the different media um, platforms. And, you know, it's just not acceptable. And I don't accept, you know, resigning a position that you've been awarded. That's not the same as resigning. You, you know. think it's a case of I better give them something to call off the wolves, but that this isn't enough. He, he, he like both have spoken of serious lapse of judgment. Um, both have said that they, in hindsight, should have not attended the dinner and have apologized unreservedly. Not enough. No, no, no. And, and look at Patrick Michal Martin and Thomas Leif Radker. They're both leading from the front. I'd say they're probably more furious than anyone else. Um, I'd say the conversations they're going to have today would be an interesting conversation. But, you know, it's it's like we're all having to do different things. We're all having to work differently. We're all having to celebrate things differently. Um, and to do it in this manner, for that to happen, it's just not, you know, it's like uh, your, your call, your listeners and people calling to you, like it's, it's everyone's life has been changed. But well, what's happened in the last half hour now is that it's annoyed people more that, um, say, Jerry has uh, resigned as last Cahirlik of the Shannad, but nothing more. So they're saying, like, yeah, well, I suppose uh, well, the reality this is, is that, that they find it insulting. Really... Yeah, and I suppose that probably, you know, anyone outside the Senate probably don't really see that as a particularly big deal anyway, the position, if you follow. You know, I think it's, you know, you're there as a senator or you're a TD or. You're either either fully there or not, one or the other. It's not half. Correct. Yeah, okay. And have you spoken to him or called him? No. Um, No, I mean, I'm just still, I I just, you know, I'm always, I don't shy from an opinion, I suppose, which is probably a good thing, but, you know, sometimes politically it's a bad thing. Um, And I'm just, you know, I'm just angry like everyone else and, uh, like the work that everyone else is doing, the sacrifices that everyone else is making, we're all cheesed off at this stage that we've had to go back and and kind of double down on the on the, the relaxing of the laws. Right. And you know, I think everyone's of that opinion. And I think the timing of this is particularly particularly bad because it came when rules had changed. I know people had different celebrations, and the number went back to six, and and people just had to accept it. Mm. And I'm, I mean, I'd love to know. Did the hotel say to them, say to whoever was the organiser, listen, the rules have changed, you can't have the dinner? No, they didn't say that. No, no, the hotel didn't say that. Which is surprising. The hotel manager Uh, said that under no circumstances would he jeopardise the safety of the hotel and those attending for the sake of a few quid. He said that as hotel manager, he was assured that the event did not breach guidelines. I mean, was the guy not watching Michal Martin on Monday night? Is he not reading the newspapers, listening to radio, watching television? Or yeah, and I thought the teacher was very clear on Monday night, um, and he came across very clear. And but I, no one was in any doubt. We all had to, you know. I, they I, thought that the they thought that the fif- they thought that the fifty rules still applied, and they broke the room into two parts so that they could have f- forty in each. But you're like. Dogs on the street knew that that wasn't going to do. But can you, you can't sack a TD or a senator, can you? I don't, I don't know. It's a short answer, but no, I don't because think the, so. No, what, what would happen is a TD, a TD would resign the whip and go independent, right? 
Uh, oh, correct. Yeah, I suppose politically, yeah, people can, you know, you can be banished from the party and the whip can be taken from you and you can stay on as a... As a, in a, in a so what, all, this, all so, that could happen yeah. here if somebody didn't want to go is that they'd be kicked out of the party, but they'd say, and I'm not suggesting this should happen, but that they would stay on as an independent senator or as an independent TD. That would be my understanding. It would be up for them as individuals to to resign. But I don't think I've, no, I might be wrong, but yes, there's been by-elections for TDs. I don't know what happens. How I don't know how senators would be replaced. Okay, but you're saying categorically this morning that Jerry Buttermer should quit as a senator. Not specifically Jerry, but all of them. Including him. Correct. Okay, all right. Thank you for that. Appreciate you taking the call. Councillor Des Cahill. Lines open at 1850-104-106. Back after the break. Text the Neil Prenderville Show now. 086-8104-106. Red FM. Getting a bit of, I'm getting a bit of a, more of a handle on it myself. With regard. There are two kind of subsections to Garda powers, um, okay? So the first part of it is that the Garda, this was recommended by Neffet, right? And the government are going to run with this. It was recommended that Gardaí should be given any powers necessary to interrupt and prevent house parties, right? Um, and uh, that's the one that will be legislated for where they'll be able to go into houses and stuff like that. But that won't be until the middle of September. But the interesting thing, and this is where the Gardaí can work uh, with regards to investigating the hotel. The government agreed that the Gardaí should have the power immediately to immediately shut down uh, pubs that are clearly flouting public health guidelines. So they do seem to have some kind of power regarding public health guidelines, um, you know, pubs or restaurants or hotels. I mean, it's just so confusing, isn't it? But what is certainly true is that the agriculture minister at the time of, uh, you know, Monday when they were talking about the new legislation that would go through the door, he actually was quoted on that, saying that this new legislation to give Gardaí extra powers to shut places down that because they were, you know, breaking the law and what have you, um, it's a priority, he said, for the government um, and the laws surrounding Garda powers. It must be above legal challenge. So even Dara Kaliri was saying this on Monday with regards to, um, you know, public buildings are very different to private houses because there's a constitutional protection around your house and private property. So that's why there's a difference between a house, your private property. Like in America, they can shoot you. You come onto their property. We're not at that yet. So private property is very different to a building where the public can gather, which would be a bar, restaurant or a hotel. So you see where the kind of the gray area and, and maybe those at the, the golf gate event were confused over that. You know, they felt, ah, you know, it's still 50. So we split the room in two and 40 and 40 and we're grand. I don't know. Kathleen, good morning. Good morning, Neil. What's on your mind? I don't see any confusion. They just acted totally inappropriately and disregard for the Irish people. Yes, but was just it intentional? Was it intentional? They knew that was going on. And they knew there was going to be 10 to a table. And they knew there was going to be 200 people there. No, there wasn't 200. There was 81 plus staff. So we could safely say maybe about 100 milling around the place. Does it matter, Neil? We're restricted to six people at a time in a house. They're telling the old people to go out at a certain time. But they thought, like 81 people would hardly sit around drinking and and eating. Are you telling me now that they didn't know the rules? They were sharing a table. Their wives were probably in and out of the bathroom together. For God's sake. 
they're treating us like stupid. Like it's like we don't even have a. a but do you not find it very hard to believe that they would all commit the potential of political suicide, career suicide, for the sake of beef or salmon? Neil, that's the stupid, irresponsible, so-called government that we have at the moment. Every single one of them should be asked for their resignation. That hotel should be prosecuted and fined. There was a big splash all over the radio and Instagram and Facebook about this pub in Dublin. What's the difference in the pub in Dublin and that hotel in Galway? None. There's no difference. difference They were ordinary Joe Soaps having a pint and a laugh, but these were all TDs and uh, uppers. So they think they're uppers. It's just like they can do what they want, but they can tell us what we must do. Yeah, telling you how, how many can go on a bus or how many can go shopping or how many people you can have inside in your house at any one time. You can have six people in your house. There's confirmations going on at the moment. People can't even have families. Just yeah, but they're saying, they're saying, okay, the six people is in your home. But many of those defending themselves are saying, we thought that it was still 50 in a hotel room. Ah, uh, Neil, if you believe that now, you believe that the sun is going to come out in an hour. But you'd want to be Neil, very dis- you want to be very desperate to play a game of golf and have a bit of food and realise that the but consequences... Think, they think they're above the law. Michal Martin is an asshole. I know he's government. Ah, uh, come on now, if you call him people that word. Ah, go away now. We didn't vote him in. The people of Ireland did not vote Michal Martin in. Lots of Cork he people voted him back into the doll as leader of Fianna Fáil. They, they, they did. You may not they have. They had a choice. They had to put someone in there. Bradcross stepped down. Hey, I just think a-hole is too strong a word, you know. But they are. They're but I mean, like, how would you feel if someone called you that? Well, if I was irresponsible, Neil, if I was told that this was the law and that I wasn't supposed to do that, and then I go out and I do it, well, I should be responsible and take the consequences. Well, then you might be an idiot, but you wouldn't be an a-hole, like. But should they acted like assholes? Ten of them sat at a table, their wives were in and out of the bathroom together. Right. I mean, come on, Neil. All right. The children are going back to school. They want the children to go back to school in less than 10 days or 14 days. What parent is going to be comfortable sending their children back to school if our own government are acting like idiots? All right, let me get I mean, some more. On. Let me get some more texts on the air. Your point is they made. They all ask for their resignation. They have no respect for the Irish people, the elderly, those people that are sick in homes. None whatsoever. Disregard for everyone. Actually, it's interesting because the elderly were told you need to restrict your movements. Don't stand around talking to people too long. Don't go into hotels, they said. Exactly. And don't go shopping on a certain time. And all those elderly people stuck to the rules. They sanitised. They stayed indoors. When they did have to go out, they wore their masks. What way do you think they feel? How do you think the elderly feels now today listening to that crap on the radio? Um, Billy, 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 Kelleher, Billy Kelleher came back for the inauguration of Micheál Martin as Taoiseach and he broke the rules, didn't he? Yeah, sure, look at the other fellow that shagged off to Italy for his holidays. Michael Corley, he, he lost his... No, but he lost his job. But sure, he deserved to. 
he deserved to lose his job and the rest of them deserve to lose theirs as well. Okay. They should be all after their resignation. Okay, all right. Actually, I'm getting grief myself great. here. T- t- thank you for that. Much obliged as always. Uh, stop defending them. You're getting painful, end of. Not defending anybody, but I think sometimes it's good to kind of poke the bear, you know. And, uh, you know, a lot of the time you just can't be sitting here just nodding, agreeing with every single thing. I am not in any way defending them. If you're not listening all morning and saying, was there not one person at one of those tables or anybody who kind of said, I have to leave to the best of my knowledge, nobody left. Did anybody not say Listen, I've been, I've been, I watched what happened on Monday. I'm, I'm up to speed on the changes, the regulations, the guidelines. I shouldn't be here. Um, I mean, like, you, I meant, you're not me, here we are and saying it's one thing, it's one person having a brain freeze, but 81 of them is a totally different scenario, isn't it? Um, with regards to the 80 people who attended the golf party, how many waiters and staff were present? Closer to 90 people, maybe. Yeah, and then some. I'm wondering, will a wonderful leader come out and speak about this? I was hoping Michal Martin would lead this country, but he isn't. He really is doing an awful job, and he's only been doing it for a few months. It's a joke. And somebody texting here wondering, will any of them now face criminal prosecutions. Okay, there are a lot more texts than that, lads, so we need to get them on the air because uh, maybe by Monday all of this will have moved on. So back after these. The Neil Prendival Show on Cork's Red FM. Our phone lines remain open after midday. 1850-104-106. Alright, my daughter missed a communion on the 16th of May this year and now she can't have a party again if she gets to make it in September. I think it's a disgrace. We can't even have a family party. There's 46 of us. Um, uh, another one or two here. Um, 100% behind that woman who is the term a-hole. The government are a disgrace and what she said about Micheál Martin is actually correct. Uh, let this woman speak. She should be a politician. Well, I did let her speak. I mean, everybody gets an opportunity to get their uh, opinions on this program. I don't blame the hotel, says Pat. The political clout present and the pressure to hold the event must have been huge upon them. I'm just saying, Cecile. Well... Regardless of whatever pressure may or not may or may not have been put upon them, you know, you have to sometime make a call on things, and, and that's the job of the general manager of a hotel. I am not defending them when I say they seem to have been under, they claim to have been under the misapprehension that the 50 rule applied. That's all I'm saying. I'm not defending them. They're just saying we believed that um, those in attending in two separate rooms with 50 or fewer in them. Uh, was okay, and they checked it with the Irish Hotels Federation. I'm not saying that. That's what they're saying in their defence. Uh, back to the phone lines. We go. I won't keep him long because he's working hard this morning. Chris, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you? You're lashing out the burritos in Toker again today, so I won't oh. keep you long. Listen, uh, let them eat cake. No, basically it was Queen Anne Mary Antoinette of France in the 1800s was so extracted from her her, her people, her citizens. The peasants. When they were stabbed, her, yeah, her peasants, okay, okay, you're warning. Um, when they were starving outside uh, the gates of the castle, they had no bread, they were dying on their feet, and they had no bread. When one of her advisors came and said, Queen, your, your, your people, your citizens are dying of hunger, they have no bread to eat. She said, oh my God, they have no bread. She went to the table, took a humongous cake, handed it to the advisor and said, let them eat cake. Now, that's exactly what our government is saying to us right now, is let them eat cake. You don't think that uh, Leon Martin and Leo Varadkar are apoplectic with rage, though, this morning, at the stupidity of Kaliri or indeed Buttermer? Well, where does the buck stop, Neil? Where does the buck stop? 
where does the buck stop? I mean, you, they can't they can't extract themselves and claim later we didn't know what was going on. The buck stops with you. If you're the boss, if you're the teacher, if you're the whatever, the buck stops with you. So you can't claim ignorance after the event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like there's so many managing directors, CEOs of companies who have to take it on the chin because the buck stops with them. So are you, are you saying that are you saying it's an issue that uh, Michal Martin and should be reviewing his position? Is it? Uh, well, that's stating the obvious. I mean, that's 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 on the wall since day one. Leo's only on a uh, sabbatical. But like, as uh, in, Michal should be saying it happened on my watch. Um, I, I no longer fit to lead the country or the party. Well, yes, that's possible as well. But my bigger issue is. The government are so extracted from what the people think and what the people are saying. It's the same as in France in the 1800s. Let them eat cake. Oh, my God, they have no bread. Let them eat cake. That's basically what the government are saying to the people. We don't even know what's going on. We don't know what's going on in the streets. We don't know what's going on in hotels. But let them eat cake. Actually, it's fair to say, really, that it's impossible to defend this. It's indefensible, isn't it? It's indefensible. Listen. Neil, the box stops with the boss. Who's the boss? Who's the boss? Yeah, but the boss called, I imagine, called Dara Kaliri three times and called him again this morning and probably said, if you don't go in the next hour, I'm going to sack you. Sorry, pal. That's, 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 that's a gate horse and bolted. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Let Cheers. Me take. Cheers, Chris. Appreciate that. Let me go back to the phone lines. Matt, good morning. Good morning, how are you doing? Good. Um, you want to talk about the Garda aspect of this, do you? Well, the Garda aspect and the, whole, and the hotel. That's really it. You know, they should have known better themselves. The Garda knew what was happening. They knew there was a function on. There was a judge there and politicians. Someone was bound to have known that there was people there at the hotel, that there was a function going on. You know? He said that he knew that there had been an announcement and that following the announcements regarding the government tightening up the restrictions, he checked with the Irish Hotels Federation and was told yes. that the function was compliant if those attending were in two separate rooms with fewer than 50 people. Right. The guards should have inspected the room, the area, when the people were seated. Did the guards in Clifton not know that this was going on on Wednesday night, or what? They did. And why didn't they roll in there and say... I don't know, because it was... Out you go. Political clout again. And I think since... And after it happened, why didn't the guards announce that they were investigated? Why did it take a journalist at the Irish Examiner to out it? Because it's typical Ireland, a cover-up... And we're a nation of committees when anything has to be sorted. That is. And I want just one, one more thing to add. Since Dr. Tony Hulan went off the scene, to no fault of his own, his family commitments, the bottom has fallen out of the pot. Do you think, yeah? Yes, yes, certainly do. I'm watching it from day one. And I think since that man went off the scene, Everyone took their foot off the pedal and it should be handed back in some way to Leo and Simon and let them get on with it. I don't know why it was ever changed in the first place because they were doing an excellent job. Now you have gangsters calling the shots. I want to turn a blind eye to everything. 
That's all I have to say. No, but you have a lot to say because you also said that whatever the most senior guard in Galway is, that that person should yes. also resign. He should. He should be responsible for his people, for the community. Like you say, like Chris says, it happened on his watch or her watch, whatever. It is again. indeed. Yeah, okay. It is indeed. Okay. If you're and the manager, the general manager of the hotel should have known better. These people are very cute and knowledgeable people. Ah, but surely one, someone of the 81 should have known better, even if they were split up into two rooms. There's people livid around Ireland today, livid, which carry on with these people in the last few weeks. And we're trying to do everything so right and to just destroy it. All right. Okay. Can we get some more calls on the air. I do appreciate that in texts as well. So a lot of text guys, if you can put them all in there for the time that we have left. Most people will continue to follow the guidelines in spite of the inadequate leadership of the people who created these guidelines. But make no mistakes, mistake. There will be a lot of people who will have the attitude of if the government aren't following their own guidelines, then why should we? We'll have big house parties or we'll have 50 or 60 people at a, uh, at a, a you know, maybe um, a christening. Um, and why shouldn't they? This will contribute to the virus, and they, these elected officials will take the response. Will these elected officials then take responsibility for that? Apologies, because you were caught isn't enough. We need leaders. All these people should resign their positions. Thank you for that. Is it okay now for weddings to go ahead and have 150 people, and the hotels can put in a partition between bunches of 50 people? What's the difference? Oh my God, that is a fantastic text. Oh my God, that is so good. I mean, why, 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 why weren't they taking? Why weren't they taking? Um, you know, weddings for 100 people split into two rooms or 150 into three. When it comes to government and those connected to government, it's completely apparent that the laws of the country don't apply when you wear a suit. Drink driving laws, TD, suit exemption. Unaccompanied provisional license holder, TD, suit exemption. COVID-19 regulations, TD, suit exemption. Travel advisory, TD, suit exemption. Anti-corruption legislation, TD, suit exemption. Misuse of Drugs Act, TD and suit exemption. That's a very interesting text. All I can say is bring back Leo and Simon. Bet if you put up a poll, Leo would be 100% voted back. We are nothing but robots. Could be an interesting um, uh, Twitter text poll, wouldn't it? To see if uh, people would agree with that. Regarding the golf dinner, besides TDs, senators and judges being at the dinner, was there anyone over the age of 70 there? I would imagine there would have been. They should not have attended the dinner either. This fiasco is a total disgrace and it hurts me as an over 70 with a wife with an underlying medical condition who are told stay home and these upstarts who think they're above everything act in this manner, says Dave. That's a selection of text to 0868104106. The Neil Prenderville Show on Twitter at NeilRedFM. Okay, no way should Leo Varadkar be back in charge. Over 800 people died in nursing homes on his watch. No accountability whatsoever. I think the figure is a lot higher than 800. Phil Hogan, the EU commissioner, has just, as they seem to all do now, issued a statement uh, on Twitter. It's like um, an easy way out, really, but I suppose I'm not here to... I'm not here to be arguing the toss as to how they make their comments, but he says, one, he goes... I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a quite fortright in-your-face statement because he puts numbers before the points he wants to make. One, I attended the Oireachtas Golf Society dinner on Wednesday on the clear understanding that the organisers and the hotel concerned had been assured by the Irish Hotels Federation that the arrangement put in place would be in compliance with the government's guidelines. Two, 
prior to the event, I had complied fully with the government's quarantine requirements, having been in Ireland since late July. So that kills off the quarantine. He did quarantine for the two weeks. But the other point is like, just because somebody tells you that it's okay to do something doesn't mean that it's the right thing to do. It's like saying, if you jump off that cliff, I guarantee you'll be fine. There'll be somebody down there to catch you. You just wouldn't go and jump off the cliff then. I mean, there's personal responsibility in everything we do in life. God knows we have the consequences of it. Um, So to say, I suppose, that the Irish Hotels Federation said it was okay must mean that Phil Hogan wasn't aware of all of the changes and the guidelines and the stepping back because of the critical position the country was in earlier in the week. But anyway, that's what he said. Those two points and they were both uh, posted on Twitter this morning. Uh, lines open at one eight fifty one zero four one zero six. This is very interesting because it's somewhat retrospective, if you like. Thank you, Anna. She says, you'll find this interesting. The situation with the dinner in Galway is nothing new. One rule for them and another rule for us. Many years ago, my late mother worked as a part-time waitress. This was at the time when we all religiously observed the Black Fast on Ash Wednesday and on Good Friday. One Ash Wednesday night, there was a function for some group of VIPs at the hotel. The chairperson made an announcement. It was a Wednesday night, remember. The chairperson made an announcement before the meal to say that he had great news for everybody gathered at the event. He said he got special dispensation from the bishop so that they could all have steak on the Wednesday night. My mother never observed a fast after that. Isn't that an incredible text if you just even just sat back and thought about it for a few minutes having read it out every one of those idiots who attended that dinner in Galway should be fired it's absolutely disgraceful that these politicians think they are above the law and above the rest of us Uh, a large number of those attending the function as part of our government if they claim they didn't know the regulations imposed on them on Monday then they obviously aren't paying attention if a boss found out five meat factory workers went to a party with 80 people at it and these five workers came back into work and infected the whole plant. Can the boss fire the five employees? Um, I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, that, that is a different issue, I suppose, in, in many regards with regard to, regards to HR. Fire them. Maybe some would. Others would give them a warning. Others would send them away and told them not come back again for, um, uh, for two weeks. Uh, lines are open at one eight fifty one zero four one zero six. So let's get those texts on the air then and get as many of them as we can. Every one of these idiots who, there's many then talking about them being fired. Uh, Once you said you can't make an omelette without breaking eggs, um, Phil Hogan, I hope he will now. And no way should Leo be back in charge. I bet if you did a poll on it, people would disagree. Well, I think that would be interesting to do that poll because there are other texters saying that if there was a poll, they would be asked uh, back and Fianna Fáil would be asked to step aside. Uh, Neil, you asked on the air, why didn't the guards act in Clifton? Uh, Fianna Gael are called blue shirts for a reason, pal. Um, for the love of God, can you move the conversation on to anything else even for 10 minutes? I think this topic is exhausted at this stage. Any good news? Anything else going on in the world, says Ronan? Point taken, and I will move to, to hopefully a bit of good news in a few minutes' time. All the people at the conference would have come from all parts of Ireland, creating the chance of spreading the virus even more throughout the country, don't you think? Good points, well made. I'm livid, cancelled my cancelled an 18th birthday party, cancelled a 50th birthday party, cancelled a holiday, all due to COVID, and these politicians go on a golf dinner. What a disgrace. Uh, there are just reams and reams of texts and calls on this. Uh, it may well just all play out over the weekend. We'll have to see what happens uh, on Monday. But one thing that didn't get cancelled um, this week, 
because you can't stop. When baby's ready to come, baby's going to come. But not only did the baby want to come, but Storm Ellen, another baby, joined us. And that created some issues, none of them insurmountable, for Claire, who joins me by phone. Good morning. And how are you now? You well? Yeah, I'm a lot better than I was anyway. Uh, uh, Okay, so tell us the whole story, because I want to finish on a happy, clappy story. Uh, Um, Storm Ellen came along and kind kind of interrupted your plans. It sure did. So we were... um Due to actually getting juiced yesterday, uh, because little man didn't want to arrive, but uh, he had a different um, story in his head anyway, so he decided around half four that he was going to start giving me contractions, and then around 11 o'clock, in the height of the storm, our electricity had just actually went in the house that we had to leave. Is this at night? Are we talking about Wednesday night? Yeah, at night, yeah, at Wednesday night, yeah. Yeah. So uh, it was the You're in Crosshaven, probably we on Crosshaven. high ground, power gone. Yeah, power gone, left the house, um, be greeted by a tree not too far outside of Crosshaven. Um, and then further down, we got past that one, luckily enough. Who's so we the we now? You were driving at this my stage? My husband, yeah, my husband was driving me. Yeah, yeah. And um, so we met another tree. Uh, we met the car and they said, look, you're not going to get past. And my husband explained, he was like, are you sure I wouldn't move it? Um, my wife is in labour here beside me. He wanted to and get down and move a tree. Yeah, oh, he, he did. He, like, he, we, went, we turned around then because we saw this tree and we're like, not a hope will we even scrape past it. Like, I wasn't even bothered about the car at this stage. I was like, car gets ruined, car gets ruined. Um, as long as we get there safe. But... Um, Cause your first, this is your first baby, so this is first all new baby. to the two of you. Not that yeah, it makes exactly. it any less nerve-wracking, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. 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 so we turned around and we met. Uh, we were going to go through Fountainstown, the back road. We said we might get lucky that way. Um, met a car coming towards us, a lovely couple. Um, and my husband again explained what was that, what was going on, and they said, "Look, we'll follow you." In fairness, like they were so good to us, and um, they both got out and started moving branches. They moved like they moved two trees with my husband. Now these weren't big trees, but um, they were moving them so we could get past. And then we got this third tree, and not a whole. <laughs> you, you weren't <laughs> lift. You weren't pushing trees out of the way, though. No, no, no. Jeez, no. I was screaming in the front seat of the car. <laughs> um, Do not call an ambulance. Or yeah, no, we were in the process of calling an ambulance at that stage once we had turned around at the first tree in Crosshaven um, to say that like we weren't going to make the hospital, we needed help. Um, but it was just then when we went down this back road, it was very hard to find us. Um, like we called out, um, and, like we went on our Google Maps and we're like, okay, this is near us. And like there was no way we could be found. The fire brigade was trying to look for us. Um, and then eventually Victor came on. <laughs> he was the first person on the scene and he directed the fire brigade to us who then were able to cut the tree when the ambulance was on the way from Clonakilty and um, it, the ambulance eventually came on and the fire brigade had made the way clear for the um So the fire ambulance. brigade cut the yeah. trees ahead of your route? Yeah, yeah so we could get to the hospital safely. <laughs> um, yes, yeah. yeah, so we were fully prepared. Victor, in fairness, he was absolutely brilliant. He was, um, he was, we were basically preparing for me to give birth in the car. I was told to put the feet back, to keep warm. Um, 
Was this on the uh, phone or was this in person? Yeah, we had a paediatrician on the phone. Victor had this lady on the phone uh, who was telling me to breathe and he was telling me to breathe. Like the sport was just absolutely amazing. The fire brigade, everyone was just amazing. And Victor, who, and Victor, who's he? He was um, one of the, he's a fire, uh, a fire man. He's an EMT as well. He was the first, he was, he he was the first person on the scene to find us. So he and could he have did. he could have helped you with the birth then, I suppose. Oh, he had everything. He had everything. He had a bag. He was constant. He was reassuring me. I have everything that we need if we need to do this here and now. And were you resolved that it was going to happen in the back seat of the car, or were you? Yeah, like I was kind of. I was preparing myself mentally, and I was like, I was telling in my. I was. I knew I was roaring. I can't do it. You know, and I was like, I just can't do it here. Like this is just going to be my first baby. No, <laughs> um, but no, he was he was constantly reassuring me, and like my husband as well. He's he's cool as cucumber all the time. So thank God for that, and Fantastic. thank God for Victor, and thank God for everyone else, and whoever was looking out for us. Now you made it to the hospital, right? What happened I then? Did. Uh, we got to the hospital, and around an hour and a half, two hours later, our little man was in our arms. Um, Absolutely delighted. We didn't have any time for pain relief anyway, so I may as well have given birth to the, on the side of the road. <laughs> was, it, was it painful? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but now I know, and as in, no matter what I said, that I can't do it. I can't do anything now. Because you didn't have any choice. Yeah, exactly. This is it. <laughs> but no, he arrived safely and he's, he's lovely and healthy and he's gorgeous. And part of this purpose of this conversation is to thank all of those people involved, yeah. many of whom you yeah. don't know, know their names. No, no, no. In a blur, like if I saw an article um, for Victor, I wouldn't have remembered his name. Um, the two paramedics, the the couple, in fairness them, they did not have to do anything. They could have just left us. But they followed us and made sure that we were happy enough for them to leave everything. Like, I don't know where they were from. Nothing, but I just want to say thank you so much to everyone. What are you, the couple in the car? Man, woman, couple? Yeah, a man and a woman, yeah. A man and a woman, an older man and a woman um, got out, pulled up their sleeves and were just throwing branches everywhere so we could get by. In the middle of Storm Ellen, at a late late at night on, on country roads. It's, yeah. it's, it's amazing. Yeah, there was someone definitely looking down on us, definitely. It'd be great to find them all. Do you have Victor's surname? Uh, Victor is Victor Shine. Um, oh I don't my know God. That. Victor yeah. Shine. I know Victor Shine. I went to school with Victor Shine. Would you believe it? Oh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> Small world. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so yeah. If, we could find, if we could find all of the different people involved, particularly those two members of the public who cleared the impassable trees from your path, that's fantastic. Yeah. It'd yeah. be great to find them and maybe it organize something be. nice for them. So, your little baby boy, have you a name? Yeah, we sure do. His name is Jack. Jack. If it was yeah. a girl, would you call her Ellen? I probably would have went with Ellie. Ellie. Yeah, kind of <laughs> modernised it a small bit. Oh my God, it's a great start. Are you home now? No, we're still in the hospital now. We're hoping to get home tomorrow. And just by the way, what are the what's the rule now with regards to to childbirth in the hospital? Can you, was your partner with you? Yeah, um, because I was so far gone, he was able to come in straight away, and he was he stayed for around two three hours after. But unfortunately, now we're just uh, video calling on WhatsApp um, every hour to 
catch up and so that he doesn't miss anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh so we're hoping God. to get home tomorrow. We're that's, all good and healthy here. So. That's some story you'll have to tell to Jack. I know, coronavirus and a storm. <laughs> oh my God, it's amazing. Yeah, and also, yeah. there was some great work done as well when you hit the hospital and the COMH and all of the stuff. Oh, there, there was. Wasn't. And the, the continuous care right now is just absolutely brilliant as well, especially when you're on your own. You know, if you want to go for a shower or anything, you need someone here with the baby and they're just, they're more than obliging. They're well, congratulations. Congratulations. We're going to send you a bouquet of flowers a little later on. Oh, it you're very Might be cool. today, might be tomorrow by the time you get them. But just as a congratulations, because it's a super story and I'm so delighted everything worked out. There was a chance. If those two oh. people hadn't come along and cleared all of that stuff along the way, as they did for as long as they did, you'd have had Jack on the side of the road. That'd be oh, fine too, because that's a good story yeah. as well. But mm-hmm. no, no, not ideal, I suppose. No, not ideal, not ideal. All right. Well, listen, let's see if we can track down some of the names of the individuals involved, shall we? Oh, yeah, definitely. I'd love to say thank you. All right. It would be a great thing to do. Okay, leave yeah. it with me. Let's see if we can find who they are and we'll be back to you. Have a great weekend. You'll probably be home over the weekend, maybe something like that. We sure will. We'll hopefully be home tomorrow. All going well. All right. Back to beautiful Crosshaven to the bosom of your family. Thanks so much for taking the call, Claire. Cheers. Thanks a million. Bye. Anybody know who those individuals were, the couple who came along and cleared all of the trees and the branches and the twigs, made the road passable to the frontline workers involved, to the EMT who came along, to the pediatrician on the phone, to Victor Shine, great guy, uh, senior man in the fire brigade, and to all those involved. Let's see if we can get further names. Get in touch with us if you know any of the individuals involved, please. Text 0868-104-106. Our lines will stay open, lads, on one 104 Massive response to that, annoying and as angry as people got over it, and perhaps we might have an opportunity to revisit it again on Monday. But that's it. Have a good weekend. Stay safe. Uh, and I'll see you after the weekend. So it's time for me to love you and leave you and leg it. Thanks for listening to this Red FM podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and check out redextra.ie for more great Red FM content.